we just walked out one day because Boone was pulled his pants down <laughs> and it was frat. Because Boone, tell the story. Boone Shakalaga loved a Jeff, creep, bro. Like wanted to fuck Jeff. That's my personal chopper you're talking about. Boone, oh Boone yeah, 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 my yeah, 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 he's, he, he's my house sitter. <laughs> Dude, Boone offered me five hundred dollars to spend the night with him one time. Five hundred? Yeah. Usually he charges three hundred. So Boone knew he had. He to, started at three, and I say, "Hey Boone, you're being fucking." Is that rude. how you pay for that scooter? You're funny. You can be a doorman. Door guy at the comedy store. You know, it's an interesting place to work. Door booth. A phones. Back door guy. Door guy. The door guys podcast. With Abby Roberge, Fong Chow, and Hormoz Rashidi. <laughs> You you guys should do uh, yeah like an Asian since you have Chow over here or yeah. sorry Rice Man you should get one where everybody crosses their legs and sits at the table on a cushion yeah that's not bad with a bowl of rice that, that, that is a good idea bowl. why would you have a bowl of rice then we can eat it no I know but this is our first video podcast we got video set yeah. up for this oh this is beautiful why don't you you should get a like a hat with a bowl of rice on top of it and go on we'll stage. get a mariachi band and perform. That <laughs> plays nothing but Asian music. <laughs> That'd actually be pretty cool. Welcome, O'Neill. Yeah. Welcome to the Door Guy podcast. Hey, guys, thanks yeah, for welcome, having buddy. me. Thank you for being here. OG Door we, Guy. Yeah. Let right, me tell you something. When Hormos, Hormos booked the show, Hormos booked you, and then we have a, like a threat set to the Door, door Guy podcast. And then uh, he said that O'Neill is on. I said, fuck that guy. Jeff is funnier. I appreciate it. You want to yeah. see the text? Do you no, want, no, do you I, want to see it? It's, it's, you sent me you a text the other day that said that. <laughs> <laughs> so I can just look at my own text messages, and I would see what you sent him. Maybe you mistakenly sent it to me when you were supposed to send it to him, and then you realized your error. But uh, no, yeah, no, I, I've heard you say that, and I'm glad he's a hilarious guy. Yeah, good to have you. Good hey, you. Th thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Thank we you normally for being don't here. have two I'm Chinese guys on, but we've made an exception. Wait, who's the second Chinese guy? You're the Chinese me? guy. Did, yeah. No, I'm not Chinese. I'm <laughs> hardcore <laughs> Irish German. Makes what sense. do you get when you cross an Irishman and a German? Chinaman. Ah, uh, good point. <laughs> well, math. we did help build the railroads, so True. we do have a kinship with the Irish Chinese. Irish and Italians are the, are the only people who weren't white who have become white. No, Jews too now. Jews have become white. And right? Canadians. Yeah. Like that, that, yeah, Jews are white now. Jews are white That's now. Italians 100%. are white now. Irish are white now. But like 100 years ago, they weren't. Yeah, no, 100%. And, uh, I think that's why all ethnic groups kind of look up to and want to be Italian. You know, I think I think the mobster movies are fun to watch, and you kind of look at that and go like, "Oh, look, they came up from like nothing in Italy, and and they ran their own shit. They yep. ran their own shit, they ran and those then now streets. they're just white guys who who, right. run, who are in the government or just regular white guys. And that's the goal of any ethnic group is to right. just, just to be a white guy, just to be a white guy, <laughs> reach the fucking top of the mountaintop, dude. <laughs> For every ethnic group, their goal <laughs> to is to just boring, be a white guy. corny white guy. No, yeah, that's that's full rights. White privilege right. is just. Be, having all of your rights be be yeah be accepted. It's Chowman, yeah. what's up? You Asians are almost guy. there. Asians yeah. are almost there, though. Here's the they're thing, like, though. They're known as the model minority. Every all the white people love yeah, them. But if you lived in China, you'd want to be a Chinese. You'd be like, I want to be a, a Chinese male. Yeah. If I lived in China, I'd be like, I'm you know I'm gonna stay a white guy. 
Yeah. Dude, they work a lot. I've been trying to get John Little to go over to China to have a career, you know, because they hire white dudes <laughs> yeah. to be like the CEO of companies when they give presentations and stuff. Oh, not even just they that. trust like white people. Actor. Yeah. Like you they just pretend to be the CEO. They pay white guys like $100,000 for six months' work to just be the doorman of their buildings. <laughs> That's the true so thing. I saw it on great. Vice. Like, you can go I work s- for six months opening the door for rich Chinese people because it's a status thing of, like, we have an American come live in China to open doors yeah. for us. That's, That's how rich hilarious. we are. That's great. It's pretty no, dope. They do. Dude, They're, I'm down. I'll do Respect it. to your people. You know how to humiliate you know what? us with your newly found I money. Love Abby, let me make a phone call. You're hired. Thank you. Yo, shit, dude. Abby, you got a job. <laughs> As a six-figure <laughs> door guy? As a six-figure guy. I love Abby Robert. Okay. Wait, I heard wow, gay what, guy. What did you I say about gay, gay guy? guy? I heard a gay guy. <laughs> Wait a second. What, what else heard, did you say? They also hire those guys to do <laughs> medical presentations. For Chinese like pharmaceutical companies, um, I'm you a white guy. Stand up. I look great yeah. in a suit, and I do stand up comedy. Uh, if there's any rich Chinese businessman listening to this, uh, fly me out. I'll do it, and then I'll do a little stand up. Dude, I'm sure time. they have talent agencies in the U.S. that do nothing but hook people up in China. <laughs> oh, I bet. For if, these, if, if, if not, money, let's start one. If there's yeah. if there's one dollar available to be made, there's an agency. There's twelve agencies for fighting. Sure. Over that one dollar, you should start that. You got hookups over there. What? My start mom? sending white guys over the, to China. I just tried to hook him up. He got offended Dude, about start, being gay. Start human trafficking to China. <laughs> yeah. Start human trafficking straight white males. How much to do you China? think you could get for Abby in China? For his whole imagine package, he didn't have the little herbie right there. Imagine it's that a pimple. Heel. Imagine the little herbie. Are we getting that? You yeah. can cover that up. You can cover that up. Okay, imagine that went away. Okay, Valtrex, whatever it used to get rid of the pimple. It's a pimple. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Fifty thousand. I know. Not American dollars, Chinese money. Fifty thousand. What is that? Thirty-five bucks. Dollars. I think it's thirty-five dollars. It's like uh, what's the exchange rate? Twenty-two ninety-nine <laughs> for a month. I think I would go big because I am like the quintessential white guy. I look like I'm from the Midwest. I look like I'm a dad. Like I'd be big bucks over there. And now you don't eat sugar. And I take That's, 50% of your... I love cut. bull penis, <laughs> which is a, a staple of you your... You know who else love bull penis? Chinese people. I know. Yeah, it's a staple of your diet. <laughs> Abby was telling me he loves bull penis. No, you not bull, but just penis in general. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's saying he was like, I like penis. I was not saying that. It's a big difference between those two. <laughs> but I, I just... That's why I thought Both Abby... Both are delicious. Um, Do it. Um, all right. Enough Abby about. would get way more than you, though. Abby is like both a beautiful man and a beautiful woman. Look how fucking hot he is. Oh, that's true. He's He's so fucking hot. He's the hottest fucking employee working at the comedy store. And and I'm including all of the women. Abby, you're number one, dude. That was the the routine that we shit on Abby. That he's a girl. (laughs) Usually he come out of the closet. (laughs) He's starting to get facial hair, though. My my little boy's growing up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when, when did you st- start and stop working at a comedy store? Uh, oh, man. When did I start? Uh, I got there around like 03. And I got oh, hired. Three. Jesus. I, I was in the seventh grade in 03. In the seventh grade? I was in seventh grade Jesus in 03. Christ. How old were you? What grade were <laughs> in you 03? in? 03? I was a junior in college. Okay. In okay. Chowman? I'm always I'm 75. Old, old as I'm fuck. Old, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So 03. So I think I got hired at the end of 03 
I did the open mic for about a year-ish or close to. I just got, and then I got I in. exactly one decade after you. Oh, 2013? 2013. Jesus Christ. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me show you my bull penis. <laughs> love it. Let me show you my bull penis. <laughs> bull penis come out of your pocket. Did you do open mic in 02 for a year? I did. I So I got I moved out to LA in 02 to finish up school. They had like a semester in LA program. So, but it was what only like... What school did you go to? Uh, Columbia College in Chicago. Cool. It's like a film, theater, journalism, uh, fucking interpretive dance, <laughs> fashion, <laughs> shit dance. like that. Uh, and so they had like a program that you went to like CBS, the Radford studio okay, lot. Yeah. And so then they would have all these fucking people come in and talk to you like from the industry. And uh, it was cool. And then after that was over, it was like the end of 02. And then I did my first open mic like right before Thanksgiving in 02 at the comedy store. And then I didn't get another spot on the open mic until 2003. Like I blanked for like four or five weeks in a row after that. Who, who was in charge back then? Tommy. No, Tommy was just a fucking, uh, Mitzi was around. Mitzi was still around a little bit, but nobody was in charge. Hmm. So Tommy was just in charge. Tommy had just been hired like Maybe six months earlier or something. Oh, so yeah. like, so there wasn't like a because really, it's like if there's no talent coordinator there, then no one's actually well, doing I their think job. It was right before Duncan got into because I didn't even know what when you know when you first get there, you don't know what the fuck's going right, on. Right, I didn't even know how you ever became a paid regular. I thought it was just an impossible feat because at the time the fucking comedy store was dead. But the was there still a thousand in 2003? It was dead to too. Oh, it was I've, dead. I've heard Rogan talk about 2007 being like the start of uh, of like the dead period or whatever. No, oh three, oh threes. I mean, I would do the open. They stopped doing the Tuesday open mic. There's a Tuesday mic too. Used to be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So they stopped Jesus. doing the Tuesday because I would perform there. I got at, right at the tail end. It was probably like a few months of those Tuesday open mics, and then it was done because you would go there and there would be nobody. I'm telling you, like you're performing. For zero. Nobody in the fucking crowd just... And the comics could only sit in the very back. Right. So you're literally just performing... To the back of the to room. To the back, I yeah. guess. Across I mean, this room. I didn't even know... I was like, this... Yeah. I don't even know what do you do here. Like, it was oh mind-boggling to me. How do you do this? And the main room was always shut down, too? Main room never fucking opened its doors. And uh, Wow. Jeff Ross had a Sunday night show there. Or no, maybe it was Louis Anderson, but Jeff Ross always hosted it. And uh, Jeff and I would go watch that show. And that's where I first saw, like, Bird Kreischer, Steve Byrne. That's where I first saw Jeff Ross, Louis. Uh, like, guys would come in there. But, they, dude, it was like they would never open the side curtains. It was just that middle right. section of the main room Even was open. Even that lineup was pulled Oh, but, like, Louie wasn't famous at that point. No, like, yeah, that was the thing. Like, yeah. there were no superstars of comedy. Right. Like, stand-up had... Would, I, I, I feel like, looking back, I feel like it had totally disappeared. In 2003? I mean, the, oh, the rosters at the comedy store in 03. I don't know if you guys have ever... I've I don't seen know if there's some any some of what it is, like, Mike Favorman right in the middle. Like It would be... You know what? I don't even know... Like, when I first got there... The lineups were just like old school guys who have, I told you your names. You'd be like, what you like, I've maybe I've seen their name on the fucking wall or I've seen their headshot, but you didn't know. Like right. it was a sad, like the people that Mitzi was booking like at the a, time, it was like, 
Oh man. Yeah. And when I used to have to work the booth, it was like an embarrassment at times. <laughs> Did Mitzi because- just lose like the chops? Was she just not there anymore? I mean, when I saw Mitzi, I thought she had like six months to live. Really? It was that bad? In 03. I thought wow. I was like, I thought she she's lasted out. 15 years. Yeah. Since, wow. She was very frail back then. And, and then my dealings with her, I've told this story before, but my first phone shift ever after I got hired, for some reason, they couldn't transfer the phones down to the booth for some reason. So I had to stay up there till like 10 o'clock at night. And my first phone shift, I got a call from Mitzi and she's like, oh, Dean just raped me, uh-huh. stole all my clothes, call somebody. And then like five minutes later, Dean Gilbert, the old manager, walks up. And I was like, Dean, did you just rape Mitzi? And he's like, bro, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So th- that's how this is going to be from now on. Did you just rape Mitzi, Dean? Um, hey, five, you said five minutes later he showed up? It's true. I mean, she lived, she lived seven minutes away, so maybe he could have. Possibly could have raped her and then just ripped it to the <laughs> yeah. store. And so there was like all kind of, you know, she used to call when Hurricane Katrina, she was calling and like, she was like, oh, they're getting ready to loot my house. Because it said L.A., you know, it would say Katrina, L.A. She's so she thought it was Los Angeles. She it. thought that there was like a fucking hurricane that had just come through L.A. And people were looting and going to rob her house. So, oh, man. But she would still come in and do the lineups. Like, I would. That's when crazy. I was, That's she crazy. would work with Duncan and she would do the lineups and she would. She would come to the phone room. She would How call much of it was just shift. Duncan, though? How much of it was Duncan being like, these are the people? Um, He would try to push people, but she no. knew what she wanted. Yeah. yeah. Like, she was still... She was still, like, ornery enough where she was like, no. No, they're terrible. But uh, kind of still out of it enough where it was like, you know... I don't, I don't know how old she was even back in, then. In it enough where she could still fire anybody? Oh, yeah. She fired Jeff for having a beard. Um, <laughs> what? She, Jeff Dennis? Yeah. You wouldn't have stood a shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Dude, when she came in, you ran. And and you didn't yeah. want to go up in front of her, but she would demand. But, that, but and then there there's the exception where Rick Ingram didn't know better, went up in front of her and became a paid regular like immediately. True, right? but yeah, but so did Jimmy and Joey. Like, well, uh, you know what I mean? Like, right. it, 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 it was like a crapshoot. Like, right. maybe it's it was a good night right. for her. It didn't matter really. Imagine and, if and Rick Ingram Rick, had a bad Ingram night. should have definitely been made Imagine if regular. Ingram had hit a bad night, though, of, of, of Mitzi, where she was just in a mood. And like, oh, yeah, dude. It was back. just a monster <laughs> would be put to the side. Imagine, I, I imagine something like that happened to Louis C.K. When you hear, like, I 100%, of Louis yeah. coming around I'm, and her not liking his shit, it's like she was probably just in a bad mood. Well, I heard she didn't, she didn't want you to do the road. She didn't like road comics. And she thought Louis was too polished. He was a road comic. If you did the road, she actually got mad at you. She's like, you're not a road comic. You want to like, be a star sounds, or you want to be a road hack? That sounds like oh, she wow. just didn't want like her comics on the road, so they were more available to work her club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of this is just... There yeah. is road hack. There's some shit that There's you road see. road hack, but you can still but, work But you can road. still work the road. Yeah, the, the best guys all work the road. Well, yeah. now right it's now. totally different system. Back yeah. then, like, I mean, there were guys on TV that were having trouble getting like road gigs. When I was there, I was like, I, I didn't see a future in stand-up. I was like, I have to keep doing this. Who knows what's going to happen? But Jeff and I always put all our effort into writing, mm. and, like, we would do the spots. But also, I was so, like, I was too, I was too sensitive back then where it was like, 
my day would be judged on how well I did the previous night. Like, right. if I did well, because those were rare, because you never had a crowd in there. Right. So if you did well, like holidays, like oh, fucking yeah. Memorial Day, that was the day where you're like, all right, there's like three times a year where you can yeah. shine. You're like, there's going to be a fucking crowd <laughs> here. Diamond. I'm going to go in there and destroy the rest of the time was just Dude, survival. Right. When we were I first around, was, remember that? When Sunday, Monday was going yeah. on? And when Monday was a holiday, we it knew that Sunday sick. open mic yeah. was going to be sick. Yeah, you're like, and then yeah, everyone shows up out of the woodwork. Yeah, oh, this yeah. show is so annoying, dude. Like, I mean, I kind of, I mean... It, everyone shows about the woodwork every day now at the comedy know, store because the, they're yeah. like, oh, this is hot now. All right. Now I want in. Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. And the guy, I mean, but at the time it was like, dude, I worked a cover booth and you'd have to wait for six people to be in the crowd in order yeah. to start the show. And you'd have six or you'd have four people in there and they'd be sitting for an hour and then they'd, <laughs> and then they'd finally get tired of waiting and they'd be like, I want our money back. I was like, we're just waiting for two more people. <laughs> like it, it's, it was embarrassing. Sounds, like it was yeah. like, what? And you would only get tourists. It was like people right. checking it the off their list, like yeah. going to the fucking uh, yeah. Hollywood sign. Yeah. It's like uh, oh. it's like those people that you see that get suckered onto those tour vans. Yeah, yeah so soft. Like like that's the comedy yep. store audience back then. It's weird how the comedy store is still is like this cheesy tourist trap that's <laughs> also somehow cool now. Yeah, too, yeah. Which is very <laughs> weird. No, it it was. Uh, I mean, I'm sh like to see it now. Is still shocking to me, right? To see it how it is now, because you go in there, even if you have a late night spot, there's still a fucking ton of people. I mean, I when I finally got passed, I was pissed because Mark Ellis, Jeff, and I all got passed. They just told us one day we were passed, and I was like, I, we were, <laughs> told we were all kind of like, who, who told you that? I can't remember if it was Dean or Tommy yeah, or somebody. Getting passed now is a totally different. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, well, there go my fucking employee spots. Now I'm going to be stuck in late night. And then, you know, <laughs> when you go there and there's nobody that, like back then, if you had a 1230 or one, like you nobody. I mean, right. you're talking maybe three people and you're like, how, this is, how do I perform? This isn't comedy. That ended up paying off for you, though. That time Dave Chappelle I, showed up. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, if I hadn't had those, then I would have never fucking stayed for, like, two people. Yeah, because Nick Youssef was, so, like, So Monday. let's tell that story, like, you know. Were you there? I was there, yeah. You could probably tell it better than I. Cause I, 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 I so I, I was sitting in the original room, and there was maybe four or five. Were you working the OR? I don't think I was working. I think I was just hanging out in there. There was maybe four or five people in there, and it was mo late Monday night, and there was getting people up. And then Nick Youssef decided right before it was his time to go up, he just goes, he goes, you know what? I have a new rule. I don't perform unless there's five people in the crowd. That's my new rule for myself. I'm out of here. He like like announced it to everybody, and then took off. And then so they were like. All right, Ryan, you're up. And, and I, uh, I remember hearing there was two dudes, like Barris was talking to two dudes, and I was like, oh, these guys seem like weirdos. I'll go, I want to go talk to these guys, because I was just, I was, I was low on that fucking list that they right. do for Monday, and I was just upstairs fucking around the Ding Dong show, and then I happened to go there, and they're like, you want to go up? And I go, yeah, yeah, whatever. Right. I don't give a fuck. I've, I'm here. Yeah, you've been doing it for decades. You yeah, know I'm, I'm not going to hang like, in that I'm not going to turn it down right. now. Right. Yeah, and then there was two, I just remember talking to those two dudes, and then Eleanor, like, sent Chappelle up there for some reason. Something. That up she, where? In the OR? Into the OR for some reason. He was yeah. just drunk as fuck and yeah. just walks in and starts smoking cigarettes in the back and yeah. watching you. And then, he's, and then he started yelling stuff up. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck is that? 
Did you say like, oh, it? Or- Chappelle. I, I don't I, I was just like, I think it registered at one point. Okay. But if I had known he was in that, you know, like I probably wouldn't have gone up because like, this is going to be a shit show. Right. But in the moment, uh, I was like, eh, fuck it. Like, what? <laughs> right. That's so fun. And then, but, and then he kept saying, go longer. Yeah, you got the light. And then you're like, I don't want to run the light. And you're like, no, no. Like, it was almost like, hey, guys, this counts as my time, but he's going to be yeah, on he's stage gonna do yeah. during my <laughs> for time. My, <laughs> for my amusement. Yeah. Uh, it was there, cool. How many I mean, people were in the crowd? There weren't a lot of people. No, like, it, was like, it was like him by the booth. <laughs> I think Eleanor was in the back. Don was there with like a couple I thought of there was ding like dongers. Four or five Did people follow yeah, Chappelle in? A couple of people followed yeah. him in. Yeah. yeah. Usually people, when Chappelle enters a room, yeah, but everybody just who runs sees or, him is following behind. But there was like nobody left. It was like, I don't know, it was like yeah. fucking one yeah. in the morning. And then what happened? After you were saying he goes just uh, keep And then I just kept going and they were like interacting. Yeah, I was fucking forever. He was Do you think to tell stories? So he started telling yeah. stories and Did shit. he start calling you Neil? Was he like, hey, Neil? <laughs> no. I just remember Tell him about that going, one time. Chappelle was just like, this guy's a real comic. He's a real comic. This guy, he's real but deal. For real, I can though, tell. Two people, one person. It's like fucking, if you're there, I, I get not coming from home. If like you're here, there's only two people and you stay home. But if you're yeah. there right. and you're like, you want to go, of course. Yeah, answer, it's, yeah. For me, I take it as like, if I don't, then that room has defeated me. Yeah. If right. I turn it down. Yeah, exactly. if I'm there. And what's the worst thing that could happen is like silence or yeah. booing or yelling. It's like, it's like, and that's still something happening. Yeah. Right. You're I better figured. than nothing happening. You fi- your brain will figure out a way to survive for yeah. 10 minutes in that room. Uh, okay. But yeah. And so then, yeah, he was yelling out shit. I just remember him saying like, poor white people are way crazier than poor black people. Yeah. <laughs> like, <all> the- <laughs> so I was talking about like, you know, working on our farm and, living in a motel and shit. And so he oh, was just like, this is fucking crazy. You grew up in a farm? I grew up in a motel. And then, then what happened when you got off stage? So then I went outside yeah. um, because that he was with some chick that had to leave, which I was okay. almost like thankful because I was, I don't know if I was at like 30 minutes. I was like, fuck man, I guess I keep going here. <laughs> and then some girl had to leave. And then I went outside to go talk to him and he was getting in his car and he was leaving. And then he was just like, he seems like, that was great, man. He's like, I'm being uh, real. He's like, you're a, you're a vibe comic, man, and I was really digging your vibe. And then um, I was like, oh, that's that was cool. And then the next day, Eleanor grabbed me, and she's like, uh, Dave wants to talk to you. He's here. And then he's like, what are you doing for the next week? And I was like, so I was like, I don't, nothing. And he's like, do you want to open for me? I'm doing shows in the belly room. It's for his Netflix special. <laughs> and so he's like, do you want to open for me and I was like yeah so then he introduced me to his manager but then when I got there like everyone was just looking at me like who the fuck is this guy (laughs) like and I so I was like all right so then I opened for all but one or two of those shows because after a while at first they were like who the fuck is this manager like you know and then the chick who was running that was that mellow or whatever she was just like who the fuck is this guy but then after but then by the end of the week they were like Oh, thank God you're here. Like, it was good. Like, they... But I, when I went up the first time, the fucking mic... Like, you're recording a Netflix special, but the mic wasn't even on. All right. And I remember just, like, I was having to yell <laughs> while they fixed the fucking mic. And I was uh. like, oh, this seems like a weird uh, setup. <laughs> but it was cool. Yeah, it was great. Did you get a credit in the special? No. Damn. I didn't. No, no credit. No. But, no, but just that's just such a it. validation to have him to... Right? Like, he, if Oh, he, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was cool. Like... Yeah, if it, it was, was Jeff Dennis, he wouldn't got the job. 
You got it. <laughs> it was like Bill Burr said once Chappelle came up to him and it bought him and said like, hey, man, I love what you're doing. Just keep doing it. People will catch on. And he's like, that bought me like another four years in this business. Huh. And that's how I felt, too. And I was like, uh, oh, that shit bought me like another. Wait, Chappelle said that to Burr? To Burr, like years ago that's when he was younger. I remember Burr said that to me, and that oh, bought me another four yeah. years. You need that, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, you need yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah. You it need that little kind words right. to keep yeah. going. That, like, yeah. those little words means a lot. Like, sometimes, not, you, yeah, you're in there, yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. <clears throat> Even if you're doing well, at some point, you're like, what? Like, where does this go? Where does this end? Like, what is the fucking... Like, you're like, I love doing this, but at some point you just have to start thinking, like, do I do this even... Do I keep doing these spots even until I'm, like, 60 years old? Right. And I guess the I guess the answer is yes. Like, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Like, that's the, the end game is just to keep doing it and stop, look, and stop judging it and looking at it in a financial sense. Yeah. Like, you're like, do I do well? Yeah, I do. Do I do poorly sometimes? Absolutely. But you're like, am I enjoying it? Do I feel like I'm growing? Do I feel right. like I'm getting better? Do I feel like I'm engaging with a crowd? Yeah. Then it's like, yeah. So it's like, uh, whatever. Yeah, I remember when I first started doing stand-up, I was working in Washington, D.C., and I just wanted to be a stand-up comic. I just wanted to do it so I could say that I'm one of those guys who does that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, then, and then I did it, and it was so fun. And then I was like, if I can just scrape by a living... Yeah, I'm down. I'm make. I made like maybe forty, fifty thousand a year at my job in DC. I was like, if I could make twenty thousand a year or fifteen thousand a year, whatever, just scrape a living. Yeah, doing this thing instead, that's making it right, and that's still the goal. And sometimes you have to just check yourself and be like, yeah, that's what Chappelle said to his dad or some shit. Right, he was like, like, if I can make as much as you as a teacher, yeah, doing this, I made it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, probably you know, in LA especially, just like you are definitely surrounded by people who are making right millions, millions. and then but then you have to check yourself and be like hey look man a one it could happen to anybody two it's like even if it doesn't i'm still fucking good the way i see it i was born in iran oh you were i was born in iran and now i'm in california doing stand-up comedy at the comedy store not making a lot of money, but I'm living in America, living in California. Yeah. As far as winning the lottery goes, <laughs> yeah, I've already, right. compared to where <laughs> Dude, have, some of my relatives are, I yeah. already won the lottery. Me and Joe Rogan are at the same place yeah, compared right. to the Iranians who, who are left back You're closer there to Joe Rogan than, than some I am of the to Iranians. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, for sure. So there's there's, a, there's bigger goals, but that jump yeah. isn't as big as where I, I came I, from. It's so easy to not be grateful. I've had like a couple nights this week at the store where I'm working the door make a couple bucks under the table i got like like i went in made a couple bucks did two spots in the belly room in front of like fun packed crowds yeah. and like made out with a hot chick and i'm like i'm living a rock star life right yeah. now that's like a weekend that if you were just like uh, you know you, if you didn't live in la and you just went you're like i went to the comedy store i right. fucking did this but you talk uh, about it forever forever right yeah, yeah that's your everyday life Every day. Oh, no, I, mean, I, I definitely think about that a lot, especially now as I get older where I'm like, oh, dude, like, like I, I didn't know anybody. I grew up in a fucking in town in Indiana in a motel, and I was like, I didn't know anybody in fucking Hollywood. Like, you would see TV, and you'd be like, that, how would anybody ever get right, on TV? Right. Yeah, it's crazy. I lived in a teepee, and I've been on TV now. So like, <laughs> yeah, I went no, from a teepee to TV. So from TP to TV. <laughs> <laughs> And look at even the rice man. 
That to me. In China, dude, did you ever think that you would be in Never. fucking Hollywood? Never thought about it. I just... Uh, in China, all I did wanted to do is to like I was doing like a, my job was like a tour like a guide like with tour come taking Chinese people out uh, in Asian countries. See, he's in the fucking industry and he can't even hook me up with a job that pays dude. more than twenty six yen. Yeah, no dude. shit, man. Why are you bogarting that fucking? What's shit? worth more, ch- Chinese yen or Japanese? You know what? Yen? The Chinese guy has temper. Fuck the podcast. Hey. I'm leaving. Fun. <laughs> I'm from New York. Fun. <laughs> I, I, one thing I love about Fung is he set, tells it how it is, and, yeah. I, and I have something I want to ask him. Chinese <laughs> tourists have been publicly in, in, in lots of different media sources called the worst tourists in the world. Because yes. they are. I agree. I, but Fung, as a Chinese really, man, he's asking the as a Chinese man who's worked it, with these tourists, yeah. do yeah. you agree? Yeah, they're, that the worst. they're the worst, right? Saw, but they have a. Every it, national park I go to, there's just these rude ass Chinese people. Oh, they're like, walking yeah. through people's shots and shit. Like, I was at a, in, an indoor pool. And I saw a Chinese lady eating a raw zucchini at the hot tub. Just sitting there, <laughs> chowing down on a raw zucchini. And I'm like, what's sure this lady? No, oh. I swear to God. Then 20 minutes later, she's just eating like a raw tomato. But it wasn't like a like a nice tomato. It was one of those like beefsteak tomatoes, you know? Like a real meaty, juicy one? No, like, like one that doesn't look good. Like the one that you slice. Like you can only eat a slice of yeah. it because you can't see the whole thing. And you put it in a, in a burger. Or Are you sure it's not your cock? I mean, that just cheating? maybe that's a cultural difference. Maybe just how do you know the lady is Chinese? She's Chinese. You want to know how I know she was Chinese? Because she was eating a raw zucchini at the hot tub. That's how I know she was Chinese. Did she call you juicy boy? Yeah. yeah. She was carving the zucchini into the shape of Mao yeah. and then fucking eating it. <laughs> That's how you know she's Chinese. Yeah. Dude, would, nobody, no other Asians eat zucchini in a raw, hot tub. <laughs> Just a raw, it's raw like a known thing. Yeah. Let me make another phone call. Tell this old Chinese bitches stop eating zucchinis <laughs> in hot tubs. Yeah. It's weird, though, because... Do you feel? I mean, they are rude. No, but, but they are rude. Like, yeah. The good, like, there's a huge, like, there, there's a bigger part of the tours. Like, I took them to uh, Thailand, all over the place. And then when I first moved here, I took Chinese tours all over here, mm-hmm. California. It's uh, we've been poor for a while. Chinese yeah. people been poor for a while, but Smart. like this, not this past twenty years. Now Chinese people new have money. money. They're right. all new money. So it's like a bunch of. It's like imagine if every fat retard in the Midwest started yeah. getting money. Chinese are a bunch of white trash uh, right. tourists now. Yeah, so they're white. So there was like a reality yeah, show. It's more of like, like Asian garbage. West Virginian right. people who had money with their trucks and stuff. You guys yeah. remember that? It's like that, yeah. but a whole country. That's like where right. I grew up. Like that. Yeah. 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 It's just suddenly they found they, they got, got money. They're money. the new hillbillies. Right. But also but with money, though, like, with money, that's an yeah, interesting concept. Yeah. 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 Go to San Marino County. That's like uh, yeah, the, America the, had that but, too in the past. But I think they also have this like nationalism that that they look at even white people as like below them. Too. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's like there's like a thing where it's like they. When I married my <laughs> wife, she's white. My grandparents do not, or were not happy. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. they were not happy. Wow. They were like. My you were you were a race trader. My grandma, fuck my grandparents. <laughs> my grandma said I don't like I I'm not happy about it's the a regular Romeo and Juliet right there. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, I like, 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 yeah, that's my, that's to me, like my grandpa told me the first year, like I want my uh, girlfriend that time to go to the fat, like a, like a Would Thanksgiving you, dinner. Did you say of, Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. It should be Womeo and <laughs> Juliet. Oh, yeah. I'm leaving what? now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get it. But also, no, like, they don't, my grandma, they don't like that shit. My grandma told me you have to marry an Iranian girl or a blonde haired, blue eyed white girl. Oh, really? She, but she, Iranian she, like, will be preferably yeah. up yeah, Iranian before be the, the blonde haired, yeah. yeah. blue eyed uh, yeah. girl. But That's I think it's crazy. even more because, like, Iran was like subjugated by British rule and stuff. So white was was like like we were talking about earlier. You know, everybody's striving to be white so you can have all your rights. Right. Chinese people were subjugated for a while, but they've had like a hundred something years of independence, a bunch of movements, and now they're well independence in quotes. Well, they've right. been independent since. I mean, since allegedly, but they're still uh, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah, now yeah. they're a superpower yeah. that's creating their own trade routes and stuff, and yeah. they're just taking over the world. So, so like literally, China. I feel like is is like what how American superiority felt like probably in the fifties. Like For when, sure, when they were like like on the come up, only super. Yeah. Well, they want everything that's My, American, like wine. They got big into wine, which fucking made the price of like v yeah. rare wine skyrocket because yeah. dudes were just hoarding it. There so was a there was a the documentary on Netflix it's called uh, Sour Grape. It's yeah. like a, that Chinese guy forged all those fucking expensive wine. That guy was like in uh, really? Azusa, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not Azusa. It's uh, Ibiza? Like San Gabriel Valley, some uh, Arcadia. Arcadia. That's oh yeah, right, right by yeah, Pasadena. Yeah. I grew. Yeah. I spent a couple years of my childhood in Arcadia. And with that like uh, thing, like I when I married my wife, uh, my grandpa. Like the tradition is, my, my grandparents they have money, they have like properties. They were some, like if I married a Chinese girl, they were gonna pay for like a three bedroom apartment for us. But my, they didn't do it for me because I married a white girl. I'm like, also, fuck you, you guys. So you and your grandparents, money. your grandparents said this relationship will never work out, and you're gonna end up getting divorced, and you proved to them wrong. Oh, well, yeah. I just I was I was just a sucker for love. They <laughs> yeah, don't, me they too. Don't, <laughs> don't Did you date in China? Because then the, what's the, ra Chinese the ratio girls. to men to women is. There's way more dudes than women, right? And but you have yes, to have but money still, to get them. There's women, but yeah. they've been drowned when they were really Oh, yeah. You have to get them when they're floating down the river. I'm going to raise you up. <laughs> and then we're going to fuck. I'm going to take you to the emergency room uh, and revive right. you. <laughs> but, but no, but if you are in China, the, the ratio is a lot of dudes and then less girls. But we're... That's Even why you gotta the get last cool girls have percentage of girls. With other countries, you look at there's a lot of Chinese girls. Yeah, you know what I'm saying though. Like we do, they do. We do kill Chinese girls or whatever baby. What? But but that ratio. <laughs> he says this so casually. <laughs> <laughs> well, you used to more. It was like under Mao. It was really bad, like, right? Like in the, the rural the, areas, small town in the yeah. end of China. Like they yeah. do, they do do that. Well, even in Indiana, we would kill the women. So well, that, let's shit on Indiana. Let. Let oh, China yeah, go ahead, yeah. for a second. Yeah, I want to hear it's, about more about old, the old times of the comedy store of China talk. <laughs> <laughs> we got off course here. Yeah. This guy wants to get a open door job with a million dollars. Let's listen to more stories. <laughs> How did you we quit the comedy store? Um, we just walked out one day because Boone was pulled his pants down. <laughs> 
and it was right because Boone tell the story Boone Shakalaga loved Jeff creep bro like wanted to fuck Jeff that's my personal shopper you're talking about Boone oh yeah that's my personal shopper he's he, he's my house sitter. Dude, offered me $500 to spend the night with him one time. 500 Yeah. Usually he, he charges he 300 So Boone knew he had he to... He started at 3 and I said, hey, Boone, you're being fucking rude. Is that rude. how you paid for that scooter? <laughs> the bird? No, I bought it working hard, okay? Honest <laughs> money. Did you ask Boone? I would have said, show me the $500 and I'll dude, do I've it. Dude, I've seen him walk. I've seen, he 500? has lots of cash, dude. Jesus. Dude, look at his Old socks, Cornelius? bro. I see he stuffs money in his socks. Someone's gonna. Someone should just <laughs> rob him. But yeah, no. So uh, we you we were working there, and like I, it was just, you know, it was great. But it was like it wasn't like it is now. Like you guys are all like positive and like help each other out and stuff. Right. Back then, since there was, since it was dead, it just it was so bleak that everybody's attitude was bleak. Right. And it was just a real. What up, What's up, dude? Uh, it was just a real kill or be killed mentality. It was right. just everybody was attacking everybody to right. like toughen them up because it was just like a hard time. Out of love or just being malicious? Um, no, it was just out of boredom and it was out of just... I don't know. It was just the, it was the tone of the place. Like, there's still that roast culture at the comedy store where we, like, rip on each other and stuff and make fun of each other. But it it's like also there's a hug at the beginning or at yeah. the end. You know? I mean, it's ours like, was oh. like, let's see if we can get this guy to quit right. tonight. Let's see. let's see if we can make this push, guy push cry. him to his breaking point, <laughs> <laughs> or make just make him find his the little button to push yeah. so we can keep pushing that all night and have fun. Right. Yeah. And you know, we're, like everybody, you're you're young and you're broken. That's why you're fucking <laughs> right. doing this. But you're also in a place that's extremely broken, and it seems like there's uh, no way out of here. Right. Like now, yeah. you're like, oh, I could definitely like. I can go on the road with people. I can right. fucking work my way up. I can become a, a yeah. regular. People will see me. Agents are there. Managers right. are there. People working the fucking doors have great management. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was nobody. Yep. Nobody wanted to associate uh, themselves with the yeah. place. Nobody wanted anybody. Like I'd you, say like five door guys have been on TV and they're still door guys. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Moses yep. had his own TV show and he's still fucking Answering calling the phones, people yeah. and saying, hey, you have a spot this night. And Moses? But that's a different vibe than when you guys were like, I am working the phone, I'm, but I'm on fucking TV. Well, also there's a lot of different. Frank was on uh, yeah, Roast Battle. Yeah, Frank's yeah. a paid I've regular on, on Roast Battle. Yeah, for and sure. He, and he still works the phones. Yeah, I mean, and then there was like, there was Premium Blend. And then once that was dead, right about the time that like yeah. any of the door guys that I started with could have gotten Premium Blend. Then it was done. And there was like no. And then nobody no really got Gotham. Yeah. Gotham, Gotham was all like New York guys. It seemed like more Chicago, New York guys. Yeah. And so the only way to get anything back then was like, you got to go on TV. You got to build your name somehow. But yeah. Hey, how when did I you started in 2013, Tommy was telling everyone, you got to get on commercials. You got to see. Yeah. You got to. That was like all anyone did. So you do commercials to pay your bills so you can afford to be a comedian. But that wasn't like, you know, I mean, you guys, uh, fucking commercials. Uh, it's, is, a is a, it's a lottery. Yeah. It's, it's a crapshoot. That can suck your soul dry quicker than anything because that's <laughs> just based on like. Oh, dude, I don't, I don't, like I don't oh, go I don't out like for commercial auditions that aren't within like 
this little mi- few mile radius of <laughs> yeah, my house now. If it's, like if, it's Santa Santa Monica, Monica, if it's Dude, Santa Monica, I'm, I tell them I'm shooting a sketch if, that day. Fucking three. You're like, fuck oh, that. I'm completely unemotionally invested in commercial auditions. Like yeah, when I get a too. TV audition, I'm like, oh man, I really want to get this. Like this will be yeah. cool with commercial. Like the second I leave the room, it is gone Done. out of my brain. Like that like didn't happen. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah. definitely a fucking. Which has been good because if I was had any eggs in those baskets, I would have been upset a bunch of yeah. times. That's the thing. I, I did a few commercial auditions and I was like, I, I won't survive doing stand up and this and writing. Like, it's just too much. Right. It's too much fucking yeah. cold blooded rejection. Yeah. yeah. Like, I won't, I won't be able to literally uh, survive. So I got to pick like the two things where I think I have the best shot. What about the story that Boom pulled his pants down? Oh, so oh, yeah. Boom yeah, yeah. pulled his pants down because he wanted Jeff. Uh, <laughs> To see his wiener, so maybe he would suck it or something. Which did Jeff you know, do it? Good plan. I mean, well, honestly, on paper, it looks like a great idea. <laughs> like I'll show him my cock. So Boone was way worse it. back then, because Boone's kind of calm. Boone was. You guys like Boone uh, kind of just brings stuff for people to buy and just maybe gets a PBR in the corner. Boone, Boone was creepy. a new. Was it He's extreme? Still a creep, of course. I've seen Boone try and take advantage of like young drunk men before and stuff. Like, he's obviously a pervert, but he's a man who's he's into like, fucking dudes, so he's, he's gonna like, be a pervert. Yeah. Yeah. We're it's all like, perverts. You know, like, He's just you know the old, an older guy, the, like the this. senior citizen pedophile guy from Family Guy. Yeah, that's Boone. Yeah. He's like that's Boone. Yeah, yeah. like a, but he but he sounds like Boone. I can't imagine him pulling down his pants now. He just knows that. that yeah, you're gonna get kicked out. He would, he'd be kicked out and you're gonna get kicked. He's out. been kind. He's like become kind of an icon there. Whereas when we were there, he was just a, a fucking extreme nuisance. Along with like, did he still sell stuff back then? Oh yeah, yeah. And a lot, well, no, he not only would sell stuff, but he would steal stuff. He tried to sell oh, for David sure. Taylor his own books. fucking computer. And he stole Dave Taylor's books, and that's yeah. why DT stopped uh, having, having a barbecue. Well, yeah, and I still he, have he more stopped, for Christmas. He stopped having that barbecue that was so fun. I know. Fucking Boone ruined fucking it for Boone all of ruined us. It, yeah. but, but also David Taylor. He could have just had it. He could have just sitting. not invited Boone ever. He could have been smarter. No, how dare you? Fucking. <laughs> well, if Boone can't be here, here's the deal. Boone <laughs> can't be here Then nobody like, can why, Like I get inviting everyone But you don't have to invite yeah. Boone No it was So then and that but, Jeff What There were a lot of nuisances there Like I mean I remember There were people that we would drive insane What about Mini Dean I couldn't stand oh, Mini, Mini Dean Mini Dean was one I remember with fucking little <laughs> Fucking raccoon oh, yeah. tail It's a statute of limitations For breaking into somebody's house It's probably gone by now Yeah Wait, Because Jimmy Pidd was House sitting for Mini Dean And we knew he was working So we <laughs> We went to his house and uh, maybe he had a house. He well, so he lived in a guest like the bottom floor of this house up in the hills, and it was like wow. on a cliff. So I had to jump off the edge onto the porch <laughs> and climb up, and the sliding door was open. So I opened the door, and it was like me, Renazizi, Don Barris, Mark Ellis, like some chicks, Skippy Simon. So we all went in there and just trashed the fuck. <laughs> like we had the chick on top of the bathroom, squatting, pissing into the sink. It was just a fucking bizarre. Don's rubbing his balls all over everything. We just oh. fucked everything up, and then we left. And Jimmy Pidd's like, what the fuck happened, man? And uh, we're like, oh, we don't know what you're talking about, dude. We told Pidd we were going to go there while he was working. He's like, you better not, man. And then Jimmy Pidd, fucking mini Dean, I think, was he got pissed and was going to do something to Pidd because his place was all trash. But, uh, well, yeah, so anyway, back to Boone pulling it down. It didn't work. 
And Jeff was like, I'm tired of this. And I was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm ready to go, too. He's like, you want to quit? And I was like, yeah, let's quit right now. So then we just, he was working a lot. I was working the back door. And I was like, let's just fucking. On the dot? They were like, fuck it. Yeah, we, oh didn't, we, weren't gonna, we didn't finish our shift out at all. <laughs> we just left. I've heard this story secondhand. And, yeah. I've like, and I've like been almost at that point so many times in the store. I'm like, what if I just walk out right now? I can just leave. You can. Yeah. yeah. And then I haven't done it yet. <laughs> that place will like, you know, I, we just didn't see any future there. We were stuck in like, you know, what year was, was this? Uh, I mean, I probably, we worked there for like four years. So maybe 07, wow. 08. And then we went in and did the Dean roast. Uh, but when he was quitting and then we smashed those watermelons on stage and they fucking exploded everywhere. <laughs> And I was like, because even Jeff and I was like, do you want to just fuck this place up? Because it's like probably not going to be back here because we're getting shit spots anyway. So we had actually almost basically severed ties with the comedy store. Uh, and so we're like, fuck this. We're just going to. So we smashed those watermelons and they got, got all over the speakers and fuck on the main room. Like you guys brought sledgehammers Gallagher no, style? We, we took two watermelons out of. We brought them in paper sacks. At the end, because we claimed that Dean's favorite comic was Gallagher. <laughs> and then we touched them together, and then we put them over our head, and we just fucking smashed them on the stage. And they exploded everywhere. That's awesome. Um, so they were like, well, we'll never be back, because uh, they probably just won't have us. And then you know how it goes. Like, yeah. management changes, and, like, nobody remembers anybody doing anything bad. <laughs> so then, yeah. So then I was like, I think we I think we were gone for, like, a year, and then, and then we just came back like you know at some point you're yeah. like i gotta just get away from this place for a while yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. which i think is good to do right um, can, I, can i ask a question yeah uh so apparently back in the day there was an amazing newsletter or newspaper oh that yeah told, that told like secrets and, and rumors and got <laughs> the comedy store gazette the comedy store oh, i remember it being around but i didn't have anything to it do wasn't with you that. and jeff Look, rumors have circulated for years. <laughs> Allegedly. But uh, again, it, it wasn't Jeff and I. So, like, uh, so. the Gazette has had like a. I, I think I read it one time. I think I saw it. There's it a like few. Yeah, I have a couple that I just happen to have laying around, but I don't know who wrote it. That's awesome. So, yeah, but do you have any theories? <laughs> I'm sure it was do you follow, too. Do you follow stand up Batman? No. People. Uh, Somebody had asked me if that was us, and I was like, no. I thought I mean, it might be Earl. Uh, Earl accused me and Ari. I know who it is. You, oh, you do? do? I do know who it is. Okay. This person will deny it to their grave, but I know who it is. I'm yeah. not going to say on Renee Lancaster. Yeah. It's Renee Lancaster. Oh, it's Renee. <laughs> yeah. Renee. Oh, okay. Renee doesn't have the brain cell to be stand-up Batman. Yeah, he's stand-up a Batman is a really good joke writer. Yeah, it's not bad. He's Yeah, he, he's not like we... I, my theory on the Gazette is that it's two good friends that worked at the comedy store together <laughs> and were disgruntled. And then they <laughs> Did you meet your wife at the comedy store or, no, did, no, or no. did you and Jeff meet elsewhere? Oh, wait, my wife is Jeff. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, no, we, uh, yes, actually. So I met him. I've told this story a number of times, but I met him at a place called Amagi's, which is on Gower and Sunset. It's in that strip mall where there's like a Rite Aid. Used to be a uh, sushi place. I, there. I know this. I know the strip mall, Japanese restaurant. Something. I bet it's closed. Yeah, you'd have to buy like a beer to perform one of those fucking places. Yeah, was Jeff, it like West Side? There. I, well, that's where I first saw him. 
I was there with Ted DJ Ford Bales. Or, what's his name? Ted Ted something used to run a show there in that strip mall. It's probably Amagi's. Well, Amagi's is Ted something gone for years now. But so I was in there. It was like the middle of the day. I want to say it was like five o'clock on the summer day. So it was like light out, and it was shit show. I mean, it was shit. And I Jeff, I was there with two other people, and Jeff was like, I saw Jeff perform, and then I see him a week later at the open mic at the comedy store, and he's like. Hey, didn't I see you at Amagi's? And by this time, I had been exposed to enough lunatics there that I go, yeah, no, that wasn't me. And I just walked away. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to get sucked into a... I don't know if this guy's right, normal. Right. You can't trust anybody. Yeah, because yeah. he moved out here six months after I did, probably. Or right around there. And in the first, like, three months of the comedy store, like, you know, I'd met Mickey and fucking Scotty Barron. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that Mick, is. Yeah, they were, these were, like, staples. Scotty Barron, yeah, yeah. Who's Weirdos? Scotty Barron again? He's dead now, but like there used to be a staple of lunatics that was probably about twelve Scotty to Barron's fourteen. Way he died. Scotty he used to put, bring a guitar on, and he'd be mm-hmm. like, "Put me on stage, you fucking piece of shit." Oh yeah, yeah I remember Scotty Barron. Yeah, I used yeah. to open mics with him. Yeah, and uh, so they, there was like a group of those, and I'd been exposed enough to those people where I was like, "I'm just gonna stay to myself." Yeah, because I don't know what the fuck's going on. That's why back door is the worst shift at the comedy yeah. store because you're dude, stuck was, in a seat dude, yeah. some, and these weirdos just keep some new crazy girls just started coming around and you could tell um, that's like if we don't put a stop to this, this is going to be a decade yes. of this person coming here. Right. So yeah. they, that's like, what like, the door guy like, is supposed to do. I was hanging do. out with Delia in the front and this girl comes up and she just comes up to him like she like she's known him for years and she's like, "Yeah, my impression of you bombed." And then he's like, "What?" And then she's just like, "Yeah, I live in Baker." Field and just starts going. Oh my god! What does she look so like? Is her annoying. last name Holtzman or no? Well, I don't want to say her Diana name. Diana Holtzman. No, that one. That one is a. That one is a fucking zombie too. Yeah. That one. I'm talking <laughs> that to one's a fucking zombie I was talking to too. Jessica Michelle and uh, she. She just walks up and inserts herself right there, yeah, and yeah. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then yeah. she just starts talking, and I was like. Like I try to be cool, but like you're being an asshole. No, so it's like, like it's like it's like, dude, this place is this place is too busy and too good to have to deal with crazy yeah. people. I don't do it. I don't do it. Last night I'm sitting at the back door and these the I just decided, you know what, I'm not breathing other people's cigarette smoke anymore. You know, like, I'm not doing that. I agree so, with you on that. And so I'm sitting there, and these two girls that are there, you know, fucking crazy lunatics that are there with Don Barris are oh, yeah, smoking yeah, yeah. cigarettes oh, yeah. right there. I know there. the one. Yeah. And, and, and they're, they're just smoking cigarettes. My, my, hey, hey, do you girls mind just, like, smoking? Just go, go down there to smoke. And the girl goes, all right, and, like, rolls her eyes at me. And then they, they walk like five feet away. And I'm like, hey, I need you to go there or there. And then she goes, what do you want from me? I want I go, and then I go, I don't want to breathe your fucking cigarette smoke. That's what I want. And she goes, you're lucky I'm considerate. And then I go, oh. hey, how about I kick you the fuck yeah. out and you never come <laughs> yeah. back here? Dude. And she goes, she goes, calm down. I thought this was the comedy store. I'm like, you're fucking rude. Get out of here. Yeah. No, dude, there is a sense of entitlement. That I've always hated because, look, it people don't understand, and I mean, I don't, it's, it's, maybe it's a dickish thing, but it's like we did earn our spots there. Like yeah. we've been through the fucking ringer there, right. and like we've earned. I don't need somebody that's been there 
three times that acts like they fucking own the place. That is nothing that bothers sure. me more right. than when somebody walks in with a sense of entitlement. Dude, it took me like, like two you know, years to feel comfortable there. You oh, know without I mean? a doubt. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's like people are walking through. And that same girl walks through the kitchen after I close the back door. I go, hey, you can't go through the kitchen. She goes, don't worry. I do this all the time. No, yeah, fuck you. You've, you're not doing it anymore. Yeah. I hate... Oh. When I see people in the back yeah. bar or I see people that walk through the kitchen and I go to the smoking area in the back. Yeah. Who the fuck is this person? Yeah. 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 I, that just almost that almost dilutes the like for us to but, be the door guy. It you guys to be the paid regular. Like that's a privilege that you don't yeah. you don't have it. As as little as you come to the back bar to ask for a soda, get the fuck out of here. You yeah. don't that the soda privileges for the paid regular. There's, Who the fuck are you? There's a lot of hot chicks that do that that come around we all know specifically who i'm talking about that fat chick from bakersfield no, i was talking hot chicks? to her like the one with no, the huge banned. huge yep. tits who's on instagram or something i mean that's you know so many about? that, that no she was so like many. the one who had the huge following i think i know you're talking yeah. about oh yeah 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 no, is it the one that about? she the, the one that like, uh we talked about before the matt edgar episode i think so is that what we're talking about yeah yeah like that bothers me to like oh it's just like yeah, one of, my it, one of my friends fucked that chick. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, good for them. Yeah. Is that you? Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a man. <laughs> the he's rice a man? man? Yeah. yeah. I fuck her butthole, dude. She didn't even what? notice. <laughs> no lube. No, no lube. lube. Yeah. Just okay. Well, it's a way to do it. It seems unpleasant for you, though. <laughs> no lube. Hurt, hurt both ways. Yeah, you're like, this she is hurt hurting me <laughs> as much yeah. as it's hurting I'm you. I'm a real immigrant. I'm weird. That is some real immigrant shit right there. Fucking the butthole. But but when these girls, when I find out that my friends, at least one of my f- friends who's like a comic at the comedy store, fucks this chick, it makes me put up with her being around more because I'm like, at least she's letting some guys dump uh, in yeah. her. You know? <laughs> she's paying <laughs> admission. <laughs> she's filling her purpose yeah. of letting guys dump there, it in her. There's a, a price for admission and she's paying it. And she's it. paying it, yeah. And that makes me actually the appreciate her annoyingness. I'm like, hey, uh, you yeah. know? Yeah. No, I my mean, buddy fucked her. It. It really, it uh, it really did bother me, especially when I was like a door guy. When I would see that, where it was like, dude, I'm trying like people that would go to like specific belly room shows, and they and then they'd walk by with some girls who look kind of young, and I'd be like, whoa, and they're like, no, no, it's cool. I go, no, it's not fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? It's not fucking cool. And they'd be like, dude, be cool. Like Kevin Hart gave me a hard time, really, because I would just card everybody. Yeah. I fucking carded to, uh, yeah. Sugar Shane Mosley one night. Right, people were like, oh, but he's so old though. I know, but I just carded everybody. And, Not and PJ's like, do you know who the fuck that is? But he was totally cool with it. I was yeah. like, sorry. Man. Most people like, who are cool yeah. are cool with that yeah. stuff. And, yeah, but, most people okay, who are so cool don't care. So Kevin, Kevin Hart had a bunch. Like, problem is, so you have a line of people. If you don't card one person, then they're like, well, why did that person get right, to go? Yeah, yeah. So and then you have to explain it. Yeah. So it's like, I'm tired of fucking explaining why. So I go, and I'll be like, or I'll be like, well, they're here all the time. Or they're a com-. They're like, well, I'm here all the time. I was like, all right. Let's stop this. I just card everybody. <laughs> yeah. So Kevin Hart so got annoying. tired of me carding him. He thought I was disrespecting him, but he didn't understand because he didn't. He never worked there. It was just like, and so then he called. He was like, "Come here, man. I got to talk to you." And I was like, "Look, dude, I'm on this stool. I'm not getting up. If you want right. to talk to me, you come." He's like, "Why are you disrespecting me then by not coming to talk to me?" I go, "Dude, you're. You want to talk to me? Then come over here and right. talk to me. Right. Like, if that's the deal." And then it turned into this fucking beef. And then I was, I don't. I mean, he doesn't remember it now, but it was <laughs> what he used right. to do, like. But I was like, I, you don't get like the shit that is going on here, and I mean it's minor yeah, crimes, but it's but, just an but annoying. But they don't see every... your struggle though. Like I no, yelled they don't at all. Yeah, tell him. He said a story about Kevin Hart 
which is African American. I had a beef with another African American lady oh, in the front. Oh yeah, uh, fun time, fun oh, was what working. Um, and he know. Uh, uh, Aretha Franklin shows up. <laughs> Oh, that's, and then she goes, sorry, I don't have my ID, but I'm Aretha Franklin. She's like old 70s, right? Yeah, she's like an old lady. Yeah. Fun goes, I don't give a fuck who you are. No one gets past me without an ID. <laughs> and then Ruben's right there and then tells her. And, uh, it was Macy Gray. Oh, it's Macy Gray. Oh, Macy Aretha Gray. Franklin. I was like, is she even still alive? Uh, oh, Macy Gray. I could see that. Yeah. And I could also see her giving you some attitude. Let's not get off the track. It's... When we unite together as door guy brothers, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. No, I mean, you're there to do a job, and it's like, you know, it, it's it's an annoying. And then you have to deal with people who, like, just fucking, like, there was a dude um, that was used to drive the shit, like, just drive us all crazy. We, made, we started calling him Barbara <laughs> because it made him mad. And so then, I, and he used to do the open mic, and when Ari would host, he would have me bring him up as Barbara. And we had this backstory that he used to be a flight attendant. He was a woman. He used to be a flight attendant, but it was messing with his menstrual cycle. So then he became, so he was working at the, uh, like the cosmetic counter at the mall now. And it would drive him fucking nuts. And he finally attacked me one night. He fucking grabbed me, tried to slam me on the ground. And then he was chasing me around and I was laughing so hard. And Dean didn't even do anything. He's like, bro. He's like, you, you brought it on yourself. But finally that dude fucking left. And there was like, 12 people like that that we right. finally cleared out just by driving them crazy <laughs> because you have to yeah. someone's got to be there to fucking it's a street clear the, clean the slate off every once in a while because there are people like that who just walk around like they own the fucking place they don't right, even right. perform there the fat girl from Bakersfield I was talking to Yoshi the other day she goes uh, she walked past she goes hey don't talk to him he's my friend uh, to Yoshi uh, to, to me say Yoshi's right. his, her friend I said Bitch, shut the fuck up and get on my fucking face, you asshole. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, it's... And then uh, she just start leaving. I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at? Get the fuck out of my yeah, fucking face. Yeah, they banned face. that girl quick. Though. Oh, they did. Uh, see, yeah. they used to never ban anybody yeah. at all. It was... I remember, I remember this one guy showed up. He goes, he goes, hey, what's up, man? My name is Big Kevin Hart. Because he looked like Kevin Hart, but he's like a little taller. Yeah. And then I was... And then like... He, he was like, yeah, just yeah. you are banned. Yeah, dude, right away. Yeah. It just he was sta he'd stash his bag in like the bushes outside, then come hang out and like, you know, just like it's just like it's like, hey, we're not fucking homeless shelter. This is a business that makes yeah. millions of dollars every year now. Has the has the open mic cleaned up more? Because like when we were there, we would get some great, insane. Like well, we, we always like to get... pepper a couple crazies in, okay. mix up and mic a little fun, especially yeah. when it's a little slow. But it's but less now, crazy. But, but now, do you know how many people sign up for the open mic? Between 160 and 200, 200 people. Yeah. Monday, Almost 200 people. That's fucking One thing nuts. I remember always hearing about the open mic was like when Tony or Benji or those guys would host whenever like... They, they would rip, they would, you know, insult the shitty comics on the open mic list yeah. a lot. And then when the when the comics would complain, everything we'd always hear. I never complained. I uh, you know I was always uh, I got it. But some, when people would complain, they'd say, "Oh, dude, you don't remember. You guys have no idea what it was like when Danish and O'Neill used to host." Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you guys are ruthless. I always had to clear the air because so Jeff and I hosted for four years, and it was always one of us either Sunday or Monday. So we were just the regular. Like every once in right. a while, someone else would be peppered in, but pretty much four years straight. It, w it was either Jeff and I Sunday or Je Jeff and I Monday. Like, 
one would get one day, one would get the other. So it was like, uh, what we were angry about was there was like, for certain people, there was a certain level of arrogance or like, mm. I'm not going to do material. I was like, I don't care what you do. Just fucking do it. Like, don't, don't give me like a syllabus of what you're about to show me and then not do any of it. Right. And so after a while, you just get annoyed with it. You're like, like, Dude, I always loved Byron Bowers. Right. That dude was always one of my favorites when he, he did the he mic. He the mic when you're hosting. He was doing, yeah. Like, dude, he's a he's the best. And I was always like, oh, he's great. Like, and and some nights he wouldn't do well, but I was like, he's and always now he's on another level. He is. Yeah, you sure. shit? yeah, man, so good. And he was always working. But my problem was like people that were like, oh, I'm just gonna do crap. I I don't care what you do, just fucking do it. But then if you say you're gonna do this and then you don't do it, and then it just after a while, you just get annoyed, and you're just trying to make it entertaining for yourself. Right, 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 right. But but you, if you, as a host, you or Jeff, make it entertaining for yourself, other people's feelings get hurt. You, I guess. Is it yes. fair to say? No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm different yeah. now, because back then I had a lot more angst, and I've, I've, I'm much calmer now, and I realize the error of my ways <laughs> a lot. Some of it still creeps in, but how I grew up was kind of like a killer be killed mentality. Uh, so it was like, you better fucking, it was like prison you, style. You better where you're bring, like, okay. Yeah, you better fucking show, you know, that you're not one to be fucked with. Right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 okay. okay. But it wasn't, okay. It, but it was also just to make the crowd laugh. Like, right, right, right. It wasn't like I was like, these guys suck. It was just like, you would make fun of something they said. Or, right. And also there was like, certain people had a level of like arrogance it always rubbed me the wrong way because it's like we're all just trying to get better here. Nobody's yeah, yeah, yeah. good right now. Right, right. right. I heard like, one we're of not the- good. You guys aren't like we all have flashes of good, but it's not consistent enough. Right, right, right. right, right. I heard one of the story that I it, it's it's either you or Jeff brought. I don't. I to be honest, I don't think I can remember who was it. And then the intro was this guy bombed last week so <laughs> hard. Oh, and then. I let's think that see, was me. Yeah, that was me. Like, let's see if this this time yeah. he bomb or what. Like, it was. It made me laugh very hard. Whoever that name, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Well, I felt bad for could Matt Dude. Edgar because yeah, he, he 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 like and I and now Matt and I are friends and I, I don't know what his like true feelings are about the old days. But I mean, I'm also. <laughs> but when you're in that, like, it's like you're in prison, sort of thing. And then when you get out of prison, you're like, oh, I'm different. Yeah, you're like, occasionally you're like, I got to, yeah, I got to bust a nut. (laughs) Sorry I used you. There was something that like, I think it was like also too, if like I heard people do the same stuff that never worked over and over again, I would get fucking pissed. I think it didn't work last week. It didn't right. work like ten dude, weeks. I remember, <laughs> man. Did Benji used to give some pretty savage intros? I remember. Yeah. Did you know Carlos De Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a door guy. He never figured out how to be good at comedy. He bombed every week. Yeah, I'll, he'll he'll admit it to you. He bombed every week. No, and no, no. He had a, he had a stint where he started doing okay. Where his he lost his voice. Yeah, yeah but he started going up a with a piece times. of paper. Yeah, with that was a piece pretty of fun. paper and do a set on it was paper. for three minutes. Anyways, but, so yeah. uh, 
Benji before introducing him one time. The crowd was already not that good. There wasn't many people in the crowd. And Benji's like, this guy, uh, he isn't good at comedy. He bombs every single time he goes up. He's really not good. I've never seen him do good. So if, if you guys want, now's your opportunity. You got three minutes. You can go to the bathroom, smoke go outside, a smoke a cigarette, whatever you need to do. Keep it going for uh, Carlos Tezos. I used to do that. Like, I used to tell people, take a break. I go, you know. Hey, go get another drink at the front bar. Or Take something. a fresher. <laughs> and I look back, like to me, it was fun. You know how when you're younger, like you know, I. It was just funny to me yeah. at the time, and I didn't really but take other people. If like, it's funny to you, you gotta go yeah. for it, right? But like, I would it doesn't sh- matter who. I would shut off that empathetic part of me, you know, just because you're young and you're just like. I don't know. You're in shitty relationships. Everything when you're young, nothing's going your way, really. Right. And so you're just fucking angsty and angry. Now but I would also, never like. I can't do that. Comedians understand that anything said mean that got a laugh is fine. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all right. it's all yeah. just trying to get laughs out of that show. Yeah. And real comedians don't right. give a fuck. Yeah. You know they have thick enough skin. It's but I learned the error of my ways. I mean, it wasn't right. It was entertaining at times. But like I wouldn't do that now, and you know I, I and I. But you're, I mean, it's it was no, the I time would. period. It's like, what are you gonna? I do? I still do when I host potluck. Uh, I, I make sure I'm a little bit mean. I would if somebody shit on people. Dick. Like if somebody misses their spot, and then I have the crowd cheer to decide whether or not they should not get their spot yeah. or they get their spot, and then if they come up and just eat a dick, that person gets destroyed because they missed their yeah, spot. I'm like, a, oh, you should have just. Oh, if they're and, went home, your or people that are like, oh, like kill, just killing time up there, who are like. Oh, man, yeah. What am I going to talk about? What am and I like, going to talk about in your three minutes? I was <laughs> always pissed because like, there's so many people that want to fucking go up and perform here, and you just fucking wasted all of our time. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're like, oh, you, you, this crowd sucks when they're no, perfectly good crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the shit. And that's what well, I you know what's fun. That didn't shit, see. Dude. They didn't see. They only saw me being angry or, like, shitting on people, but I only shit on people for specific reasons. Like, if And it, also, if you're an employee, sometimes you become, like, you know, you just become too comfortable in those spots where you're like, oh, what the fuck am I? And I don't right. I don't blame you at all. Like, I took plenty of time. I spent a year just bombing, just trying to learn how to do crowd work every fucking night, just eating shit with nothing to do. But I also will take my lumps if the host was like, that right. was fucking terrible. Right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. But, you're like, but you figured out how to do crowd work. Yeah. Dude, the store's so busy and competitive now, it's like you can't even really take risks like that That's anymore. the thing where I think that it would be hard. Mm-hmm. You've great crowds, but you're afraid to be like, you're afraid to be the guy that's like, right. I did that though. Well. That's I, the thing too. The I, crowds are so good that you're like, I got this new bit idea and I think it's going to work. Cause but, but you know, the crowds aren't liars. These are good crowds that tell the truth. Right. So then when you do a new bit yeah. and the crowd doesn't like you go, Oh, like, I guess I was. I got to rethink this bit a little bit because that's right. a, that crowd was laughing at everything like, that but works. Then, but then yeah. there's like 45 comics that want that spot in the back of the room, going, "Why does this guy get the spot?" Yeah, it's like, "Hey, fuck you! I'm working on my new material. Suck my dick! I earned I this shit. I was doing these spots yeah. in front of nobody." Dude, one time I worked a phone shift for like eight hours and then showed up for the showed up for my employee spot at eight and then didn't get got bumped and then Tommy would throw me on late night. I stayed till two and didn't get up. I was there from. 14 hours to not get up in front of two people. Yeah. It's no, I mean, that's how you earn it. It's one of those. It's, yeah. And there are people. I think I want to say this was Aziz, but I could be wrong. But it was an Indian comic. And in my mind, I didn't know who Aziz was at the time. 
but I think it might have been him. Can't be sure though. Could so be Hassan Minaj. It could have been Jay Mandy. But it was somebody who went <laughs> up there Jerry. and he like was doing something and it bombed. And then I was shitting on him, and then he was yelling at me from the back of the room, and uh, and then and then he got a laugh, and I was like, oh, "That's great, but you should learn how to do that from up here instead of back there, <laughs> like some shit." But and I think it was, but like I, there were bridges that I burned. People, <laughs> I'm sure. When I, when I, when Aziz came back after his whole scandal, he yeah. did a pop and set in the main room, and everyone was thrilled to see him, you know. And then Rick Ingram goes up after him, and Aziz, <laughs> yeah, is, st- yeah, so Aziz is still in the room. And and Rick Ingram <laughs> did this like three times over the week because it just so happened Aziz kept going up before Ingram, and Aziz is still in the room. And Rick Ingram goes. Wow, this crowd looks like a crowd that went out, had a good time, uh, had sex, and then regretted it later and decided <laughs> to blog about it. While Aziz is in the room, bro. That's a, yeah. It's, it's a weird, especially then too, like, I mean, Jeff and I got stuffed in that late night with Tommy, which then also, I mean, there is something to be said. Like, if, you're, if you can get three to four spots there a week, yeah. Even back then, in front of a crowd, the way you can develop is going to be much different than if you're stuck only in those late night spots and you're forced to like just live off crowd work and occasionally like work on some bits and try to work on some bits and shit. But you know, it it does tie at times. You feel like you're like fuck. Like, what's the end game? And the end game is definitely getting the fuck out of there, you're right? And going other places. Which you would, which you would do, but at the same time, you gotta have like a home. It's hard to be right. Like yeah. Joey Diaz was always like, hard to be a fucking comic in L.A. without a home. It's true, and you yeah. need to have a home club. So it was. Uh, That's why every comic wants the comedy store to be their home club. Yeah, because it's like somewhere you can hang out, and it's like, but it's like if you're not getting spots. You're just yeah drinking at the at a bar. Right. It's your it's your cheers and if you don't, bar. And but if you don't drink. And you're not getting spots. You're just fucking sitting Standing around crazy around. people. Yeah, no, that's I'm weird. good. Yeah, you're yeah. just you're just wandering. Right. Like, yeah. I, even now, I like sometimes I'll just like wander around. I'm like, oh, don't want to go over there. I gotta avoid that fucking yeah. those people. Yeah. I don't want to fucking get stuck over here. Yeah. And I'll just wander. I'm glad they're cracking down on the back area more though. Yeah. Because finally. it's like sometimes I would walk back there with a couple friends or with a couple comics or whatever, and we we're gonna hang out. And then you just see the group that's in sacred ground or in the back bar and you go like, oh, this is just lame as fuck. And then yeah. and then you're like looking for somewhere to be. And it's like, no, that's the area that's f- that we're supposed I to feel free yeah. to come. Yeah. Like, you should yeah. all get the fuck out. No, I agree 100 percent. But Dude, I mean, I'm going to start cracking down on these fucking crazy. Yeah, I think we all got to get them. We all got it to. used to be like that was like, I mean, Ingram and I and Je- we would break bad employees, get them like. I did Ingram ever tell you the story about there's fucking I can't remember the guy's fucking name, but um we got him to do like dog barking sounds in front of Mitzi and huh. said like Mitzi loves this. No, he fucking no. finally lost. <laughs> Never he lost. That's, and then there was hilarious. even guys in the open mic. There was a guy named John Poet, um, who was super arrogant, super annoying. So we devised this plan to build him up into this like fucking superstar. And so every time he would go up, we would just all die laughing. We would applaud him to the point that he got like so fucking arrogant that there was like some benefit in the main room one night. And there was all these reserved booths and he just sat in one by himself. And PJ was working. He's like, you can't fucking sit there. He's like, I'm John Puck. Like, like a fucking, do you know who I am? Wow. And then fucking PJ was about to beat the shit out of him. Huh. And then finally we're like, it, he's, had a, he's had a good run. 
Now it's time to bring him down. Because so uh, this went on. This was like a six month plan. <laughs> it's crazy. It's and so then we started booing him and like fucking. <laughs> it got, looking back, it sounds worse. But this guy was like a. He was a. He was an asshole. Yeah. Um. And so then we started booing him, and he finally just fucking disappeared. Wow. Like, he went from like, <laughs> like he was like taking fucking uh, bows and standing ovations. To them, like being booed so yes. Wow, dude! That's, it's like you that's literally diabolically. That was evil. like that's like a comedic suplex. You know, you just yeah, lifting him like, up yeah. really high and then fucking yeah. slamming him, dude. And there was a lot. We got a lot of people involved. Like it was oh, Ingram, me, awesome. Jeff. I think even Marino might have like we might have recruited him and like three or four other people because we needed people to like die laughing all the time for a long for six time. months. Yeah. yeah. And then we needed everybody to just he fucking just gaslighted him. him into thinking he was a good comic. Yeah, I mean, any moron could have seen like what we were doing to them. Right. But oh. he was just so delusional that he thought it was real. And he <laughs> had this thing. He killed himself. He had like a nervous later. tick. Like you know, you when you why well, I pick up on everybody's nervous tick to the point that I it's hard for me to watch people after a while. But he had this like nervous tick where he would thrust with his hip. <laughs> so like in the middle of the set, we'd just yell, thrust it. And then he would like start thrusting. <laughs> and like fucking people were like looking back at thrust us. Thrust like, it. Audience would be like, what, what the <laughs> fuck are you? <laughs> Who are these guys? And why do they know everything he's doing? <laughs> So, that's so, so funny. But I think audiences enjoy that too sometimes. When they see somebody who's like terrible and they're like sitting through something awful and then they see yeah. that the comics are in on some inside joke about this guy being terrible and now they're in on it too and then they start having fun even laughing at the guy. People would come in, like you would get some people, a handful of people that would come in just for the insanity of that open mic. Yeah. And be like, oh, oh I love this. This is a crazy show. So okay. I was hosting Potluck and I have a friend who's a fellow door guy had been open up with the same hacky joke for years. <laughs> just the same joke every time for years and it would do mediocre, you know. So before bringing him up, I just did his joke. <laughs> like I just did it like, and I just like, and I switched it up to be like, it was my joke and I yeah. did it. And like, and the, the comics in the back were laughing so hard <laughs> that the crowd was laughing so hard. So I was like, I like the room was like crushed shaking. Like I like, crushed like the took joke. his joke that doesn't do great. <laughs> so made, funny. made it murder. Right. And, and you can tell he was on the side thinking like, Fuck. I would have crushed like my if I did it. <laughs> I would have also done this guy it. fucking took my glory. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, and and he didn't have the joke to open with. And he <laughs> goes crazy. up there, so and upset. he was like, so fucking shit. Did he say fuck you, Abby? He said yeah, piece of shit. Yeah, he was, the only, he was the only person that anymore. had a bad set that night too. Like it was a hot crowd. And then when I when he's done his set, and I go up and I go to shake his hand, he goes in and gives me a hug. I'm like, oh, I guess he's not that mad. Then he whispers in my he's like you're a fucking piece of shit and you're dead to me and then he walks storms out of the room then he goes outside he's like fuck Abby that motherfucker and he's like <laughs> yeah. dude if somebody did that to me I'd be like well played yeah exactly <laughs> was, and that's like one of those things where you're like okay yeah. <laughs> nice move yeah, yeah. but you still yeah. bombed <laughs> and somebody, yeah and then I'd be like alright well now I gotta think of like that's the fun thing how do thing. I get him back? Yeah. Yeah. back yeah exactly yeah. if somebody did that to me I'd be like god damn it I have been doing that joke for too long whatever fuck you you yeah. dick like, that's like someone where you you, you gotta have you gotta have a meter inside you that gives like gives you some honest feedback where you're like okay i get it i got it you gotta stop doing that that fucking 
Right. Like, and then you're like, all right, now I'll get him back. Right. That's but what he didn't I even miss. stop doing the joke, though. No, he, he still did. does he it. Still does it. Yeah. Years, years, years later. There was a lot more of people fucking with each other back because there was no crowds. Right. Which I li- which was always, it was fun because it was just, and there was nobody there. Like Tommy right. wasn't there. Dean was doing whatever fucking Dean did, and nobody did anything. Like I remember Matt. You remember Mac Lindsay? We're yeah, like we're, we're cool before. now. Like I love Mac, but like when he got there. I was fucking with him, and then he, he threatened to stab me. He's like, if you say, I'm going to fucking stab you. Like, I guess he had a knife. He was gonna huh. st- and, but Did he it, also threaten Sandy Danto? He may, or was that, that could have been skeezy. No, skeezy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that was skeezy. But, um, but then we were cool, and even Jimmy Pidd was like, because I found out what his real name was, because it wasn't Jimmy Pidd. So then I asked What's Ari, his real name? I, I don't know. Why do you want to be Pid? It's, it's Rodney something. Name. It was Rodney Spada, but I called him Rodney Spooger. Rodney Spada sounds way cooler than Jimmy Pid. <laughs> Jimmy Pid sounds like an old fucking dumbass <laughs> that smokes cigs in a dive bar. But it actually fits him better. <laughs> but and then so then I had Ari. I was like, dude, let me just bring him up all the time as Rodney Spooger. <laughs> and then <laughs> he got to the point where he's like, I ain't gonna fucking go up if you. Br-. And I go, then you're not gonna get your spot. Yeah. Ari's like, that. It either you either uh, go up, uh, he's gonna bring you up, or you don't go up at all. <laughs> and, so, uh, then, <laughs> and so we, you know, and Ari used to do stuff like I don't like. He would come to the back. He'd be like, "I can't put all of you up because like either Mitzi's coming in, she wants the show to be turned over at ten. So then he would bring us all up on stage, and he'd be like, uh, "By appearance only, uh, like wh- who in the crowd wants to see this guy go up or this guy?" And then, and then there'd be like three guys who didn't get to oh, go that's up. That's brutal. Um, but that's funny though. Like, yeah. you're like yeah. the, the audience picked yeah. but even, off of looks only. It, but even back then, there were times where I didn't. If they didn't have time, I'd be like, "I, I just won't go up." Because there was nobody in the fucking crowd, and I go, then I don't know what I'm performing. Right. Like I'm not doing anything. I've got right. I've got an empty room at my yeah. house. I can go talk in. Exactly. Like if there's one person or two, then yeah. that's a show. Right. But it's if there's zero people in there, then what's the fucking right. point? But doing? I also feel like, man, I feel like that's such a lost thing. It's like these comics nowadays don't even realize. It's like it's like it's like, would you gut it out here if it was that? I think that yeah. separates you. It's like, how much yeah. do you yeah. really like How it? much uh-huh. do you really yeah. love stand-up? No, yeah. for sure. Yep. And I mean, I think that's also part of like just everybody fucking around with everybody is what got all of us through that period right. of time. Right. Of because that's the only there. your own entertainment. Yeah. Right? Like that's keeping oh, yeah. you going. Yep. Like, I mean, you guys look at it now. Like every, I still walk in there and I look at all these rooms and it still blows my fucking mind. Yeah. Like when I pull up and there's a line... Like if I have, sometimes I get an early spot every once in a while and I'll pull up and there's a fucking line for the main room. There's a line for the OR. There's a line for the belly room. Yeah. And it still boggles my fucking mind because it's, it, I knew it longer because when it was it, right, nobody right. there than it, than I've known it when there's been a lot of people. Dude, yeah. I mean, tonight is a Monday, right? It'll there's, be packed. There's going to be over a main thousand people that come through. God. 1,000 people. There's two sold-out main room shows. The original room. There's, there's Kill Tony. Kill Tony and What's then the Legion of Skanks. Oh, after it? Oh, so wow. two sold-out main room shows. Crazy. The yeah. original room that it's going to have just turnover all night. It's already like... I, yeah. I, I, and, then, and then two belly rooms. So. It's the, the Plus one thing, all the comics. There's going to be 1,000 people that come through the so building rad. on a Monday night. It's fine. It does worry me always because I'm always like, it's so good. And this is like... When I got there, I would hear guys from the 80s and 90s talk about like... You, the, it you would always end. be like, you wouldn't believe it. There was a fucking line around the block. Every room was packed. And they're like, 
you know, nobody thought it would end. Guys were making fucking a hundred grand just working the comedy store every night. And, uh, it, and so then I'm always like, it always, I'm like, it, it, will this, I mean, it will always end, but it's also it also seems like it, it could, I mean, dude, yeah, you never it know. It could just I be mean, bad management decisions could end could it. Yeah. It. That and just, I, but ultimately, I think the la- like podcasting brought the comedy store back. Yeah, straight up, Rogan moving could 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 very sl- true. Could be the the beginning. No, of but the it end. wouldn't be enough. It would have to be Rogan and all of the good comics saying "fuck these guys" the, the way they're treating blah blah blah. But the comedy store's treating everybody really good right now, right, so that wouldn't right. happen. So if, like, if Rogan one moved, man, there's still Tom Segura, right. Bert, Joey Diaz, Dalia, all these guys yeah. that still bring in Dalia. Yeah, right. I mean, if Dio's Joey Diaz big. moves, Rogan moves, if everybody moves. Dalia's like, uh, it's like ah, it's not that fun anymore. Movies there's movies or I mean, I think one of the big things was, I mean, obviously there's peaks and flows, but. But when the comedy store sided with a joke thief yeah. over the guy who kept was throwing money around to everybody and being cool with everybody. Bought the fucking sound system in that Bought place. Bought the sound system, fixed the plumbing with his paycheck yeah. that he gave back and shit. It's like the guy who loved the place and was like homies with everybody at the lowest totem pole to the highest, Rogan. When you sided against him with the guy who was known for stealing shit, known for stealing stage time. And now you don't have anybody coming in. Like they say, Eddie Griffin used to come in and do two hours, Dude, bump everybody. Un- you know? Yeah, the Real. only person that was does that is Chappelle. Chappelle but even Chappelle, even Chappelle does Chappelle it waits. late. Yeah, he yeah. waits. He'll show up at one. Yeah. yeah. No, Eddie would come in at nine. And, dude, I'm telling you, like, the whole fucking night. I mean, can you Drew. even imagine that happening now? No. Four hours of fucking comedy. It's insane. Yeah, everyone in the crowd would be like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. Nobody knows who he is anymore. It's, I mean, I would get calls and be like, "Did it, it like Sebastian?" Because you know, Sebastian would have to come from the Four Seasons, from waiting tables, yeah. and then he. And I did that. Like, I used to bartend down the street while I was a door guy. Oh, and guy. then go do yeah, go do my development spots. And he would I'm like, call fuck me. this. I'm gonna go make some money. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you have to go. What am I doing out here? Yeah. Fuck, even if I lose this fucking job, fuck, I'll get another. I somehow kept both jobs for like four Were years. They cool with it? Well, you left. Yeah. You left the bartending job. I right. love the bartending yeah. job. But no, but there was like years that I worked a bartending job yeah. and the store and the at guy, the same yeah. time. But you could have stayed at the bartending job too if you wanted it. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so ba- he would call up and he would go, Has any is has, has Eddie Griff has anyone seen Dice? Has anyone is Eddie Griffin walking around? Because <laughs> right. I'm coming in there and I like, you know, I don't wanna I, you know, I don't wanna fucking I can't wait for either of you. Yeah, because no one knows he was when anyone's taking his off. lunch break back and forth. Right. Where wasn't it? He would like get around. Well, he would he would like go to every table he had and be like, "Do you guys need anything?" And they'd get everybody drinks, and then he would fucking hightail it over there. He would do a spot, you know, and hopefully be back within like. And I bet the other waiters would minutes. just help him out real quick. Yeah, right. sure. It's like yeah, I mean, it paid They're off. But yeah, he did. But it is a weird thing now. I mean, even if Rogan left, but so many people talk about the comedy store. Yeah, I just wonder what will be the catalyst with. All of a sudden, because from what I heard in like the early '90s when it went bust, it was like within a week. How did it, it happen? It was fucking in the early '90s. I don't know. I mean, it, there must have been some sort of fight. Like if you go into a deep recession and people are like, "I don't have money to spend anymore," that could be the thing about the internet. Though, we'll see, there's so a recession coming. We'll see what there happens. There is. I know that's store. what worries me about that fucking. 
Let's, yeah. see, let's see what happens. I with hope so. I think they say out. entertainment is like the one recession-proof industry, but I don't think that's true. I think mm-hmm. as far as like recession live entertainment, because like, yeah. it's expensive. You go out live there, entertainment is not recession-proof. No, yeah, no. and. You go to Sunset. You're either taking an Uber or your park, and either one. Oh, dude, a comedy bucks. store is like a hundred bucks if you want to. Yeah. yeah, Uber there. Mondays will parking. become more popping though during the recession. Yeah. the free the yeah. free night. <laughs> yeah, but it's still two during minimum. Pay yeah. for parking or Uber or whatever. I remember when the place couldn't even fucking afford to fix the roof was leaking, so they had to call Robin Williams and ask if he could come in and do some shows. Wow. To like do a fundraiser to fucking patch fix the, the roof. roof. Wow. To, to see it now where it's like, holy shit, like they, these guys are... They turn the fucking, roof into a rooftop Yeah, I remember... Yeah. Upstairs. I've never been up there. I've That's, heard that. I went dope. up there that once. I remember one time... It's up there right now? There's there, a rooftop Did you go bar? with us to go up to the... They've no, been, been interviewing people for that Showtime series. Yeah, yeah that deck up there. Oh, yeah, that's nice. cool. They built a deck up there? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. They don't know what to do with it. That's going to be the real I want to go see it tonight. I'm going to go sneak up there. I'm going to go sneak up there, too. Yeah, we asked... Curtis took us up there. Oh, dude, it's going to be... It'll be cool for a week, and then these fucking idiots will fucking sneak their way. No, I said you need a guy that just goes only people on the list tonight. On the fucking no, the thing is, we just need to, we just need to be there. more. Aggra- we just need to do our jobs. Yeah, more yeah. It's and, like you and, have to be. You have to be. You have to be on the lineup with someone on the lineup and a door guy on the clock. Even you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, I hundred percent agree. But yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm not, I'm not like a doomsdayer as far as comedy. But I am just curious, like. Yeah, I think the store will be. I think you should always plan for. I think you should always plan for a recession. Yeah. Yeah. No, you should always. But if the culture of the comedy store remains like a pro art, pro like everybody cares about each other, everybody people don't go way too over their time. Even Rogan does twenty minutes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like. uh, Marin does eighteen. Nobody does even goes thirty. You know, like everybody respects each other. Six recently. Leslie? She had like 39 minutes or something. Uh, seriously? Yeah. You yeah, can't do rude. it. doesn't matter who you that's are rude, now because yeah. there are way bigger fucking people yeah. coming through there now. Yeah. It, the problem yeah, is there's bigger people on the lineup. I, I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. she doesn't sell as many tickets as Dalia. No. I don't think. No. No. Or Bert and Segura. Yeah. And fucking, I mean, think people about People don't even realize all these podcast people are all theater acts now. Yeah. Like she's and on it's SNL, just rude. It's, it's just a rude thing to do. You, you, yeah, everybody's no, going old, 15. Old you're saying you're though. better. No one that, That's the old, that's definitely like old school mentality. Right now, yeah. like that shit doesn't fly. Cause she probably remembers we, Eddie doing it to her, so she's like, uh, you she know, she wasn't even nothing. around then. No, no. You know, it, it was like that Caparillo thing where it's like he's, you know, like, but now he's gone. He's out of the place because. Yeah. Don't be a dick because you're gonna need all of these people. Right. This is it's a community now. More. And you than guys were all been. homies with Cap back in the day, right? Yeah. Like I remember when I got hired, he called me up at the phone room. He's like, "Oh man, yeah." They fucking called me and said, "Like, do you care if this guy worked here?" And he's like, "I'm so happy that you're in there." And like, I was like, "Yeah," but then, you know, shit just uh, whatever happened there. I don't know. I don't even want to get into it. I'm right. Like, no. I mean, it. I think we've heard it on other yeah. podcasts already. So. uh it's just a weird thing. You better be cool to everybody because you're gonna be down. You're gonna be up and you're gonna be down. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. even I've like, it's not that I was like a dick to people, but like, even I have a different mentality now. Like I've m- tried to make amends for people that you know, right? And I don't know if who holds a grudge. I wasn't like burning bridges, but like I could see being the butt of one of my jokes is probably 
Not the best. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right now, any one door guy except for like Renee could become a millionaire in two years. <laughs> Renee, <laughs> dude, does he play scratchers? Could happen. Oh yeah, true. That's no true, man. Anybody at this fucking point, like anybody. Yeah. Back then, like when I was, it was the very likely I, nobody would become a millionaire. Just be cool to everybody, unless they're a huge piece of shit. Where, That's, where yeah, even if they, even if they had power, even if they were super powerful and all, you'd be like, "Fuck this guy. Oh, He's bro, a huge yeah. piece dude, of dude, shit." Dude, I, I'll I still, I don't, I'm not gonna be cool I'll, to this guy. Bro, I'll still clown <laughs> on the industry sometimes. So. Oh, was, dude, it's the worst. I was, I was seating in the main room, and uh, there was I, I put this couple. I like a shared table of six and she goes, Hey, can I sit on the wall? I'm with UTA. And I go, I go, I go, what you should say is, can I sit on the wall? Because you're a person. I'm like, yeah. you can sit. I don't care. You can sit on the wall. You don't have to name drop. You should she goes, Okay. I'm sorry. Is it okay? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But you should be embarrassed. Yeah. And then she goes, okay, I'm sorry. And then she sits down and then I go to do a cold <laughs> open and I just walk past her and she's like with a date too. And I just make eye contact as I'm walking past and I go, you're embarrassing. And then I just kept going. <laughs> and, then she just, and then she just let out the most like uncomfortable laugh and she goes, <laughs> and then like I go to the back, I go on stage and I fucking crush it. And then I walk by again. I'm like still embarrassing. And then it was like, it just felt so good. No, it's some, true. I, some I, I, some douchebag from Gersh like did that too. Also, the big agents usually don't no. name drop that hard. The no. big agent, it's always they call assist, ahead and get yeah, their seats. It's taken the care assistance, of. or if yeah. you're a big agent, people like know who you are, yeah. or yeah. you're friends with the comics on the lineup, yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, this is you know this so and so. Dude, one night this guy came up to the rope and he was like, hey, I'm from. He named some agency. I don't even know the agencies that well, but he named some agency or whatever. And he was like, can, can we get like a VIP seat or something? And I was like, no, sorry. Everybody in this town is from some agency. Yeah. Like everybody, if, yeah. if we save VIP for everybody, this whole line, all, all these people behind you, they're from agencies too, dude. Yeah. They're all you guys are all from agencies. Not it, it means the nothing. Famous fucking people that come through <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. It's like the problem too is like now it's like you need an agent less now more than ever. Yeah, they're like, I'm like you're not my agent. Right. You're not helping my they, they life. What like, do you want oh, me to sweet. give you a yeah, seat for? I'll give you a VIP seat. You represent me and you make yeah. me famous. How does that sound? <laughs> but it's like he, I wouldn't even want him to represent right, me because he, right. he, he wouldn't right. do anything it's for like me because he doesn't believe in me. It's it's like, he's, he's a nobody. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's also, and it's also it's like, it's like, hey, if you can't get yourself a VIP seat, you're <laughs> yeah. not a good agent. You're not a good agent, dude. <laughs> you're the assistant to somebody, right? Change right. your life Let's be real. That was the thing. Like It used to be when we were door guys, it was like, oh, if I could just get an agent, everything would be fine. No. And then you get an agent and then you're like, oh yeah, they don't give a fuck. No, I like, they're not working. They're if I do something on my own, then they'll maybe do something. But right. other than that, it's not gonna fucking nobody's doing anything. No, oh, yeah. So yeah, but that used to be like because that was the only way. You're like, well, if I get an agent, maybe Dude, then I'm I can just get I'm just something. I'm just now saying, it doesn't fuck matter. it. And I'm gonna become a fucking YouTuber. Hell Dude, yeah. at this point, it you get more views on YouTube than TV. I mean, when you have like. Dude, Comedy I mean, Central I shows that average so much of my TV on YouTube. I do Dude, watch I got more these, YouTube than anything. On, on Instagram, I got these Laugh Factory clips. Each yeah. one gets two million views. Yeah. I'm like, that's more. The, the more James James Corden gets three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. It's like I get recognized from these on the street. I get each one gets like five thousand followers, yeah. and you recognize on the street. You do James Corden, you get a thousand dollars. No one sees it, and they forget next week. Dude, and you've and then you've. It, 
You've burned that material for nobody. Right. I, I disagree. I don't think it's burned if you do it on James Corden or I, I, I was the, I think, the I think only you, reason to do a late night set right now is to make some people in your family in high school yeah. to trick yeah. to trick people yeah. from yeah. the yeah. past so like into thinking you're successful yeah. and then uh, to trick these uh, bookers on the road into But also letting they, you, they get yeah. good YouTube plays too. Like a lot of those clips on Conan and stuff get really. Well, that's you know, really where they're making their clips. money. Is yeah. like is the YouTube plays now? Yeah, now they're just they're becoming. A, they're transitioning to the smart ones are transitioning to YouTube channels. Yeah, Comedy right. Central they're smart subsidizing yeah. their Conan fucking smarts. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon, all those shows. Like yeah, people don't watch it live, but no. they're the repeat. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon's YouTube. just a YouTube video yeah. Uh, yeah. machine. Because who who's like, oh, I got to get home. I got to. But watch I don't think you burned Fallon. it though, because if if a million people watch it on YouTube. That is not enough people for, to, to, for it to be not in your special yeah, or whatever. See, if, yeah. if it's really good and important to you, because nobody like it's especially Corbin or one of those lower ones that nobody watches for stand up. Yeah, it's just out in the ether. You know, your friends have seen it maybe, and some other, but it hasn't reached. You Dude, know? I don't watch any of my friends' TV shit. I, I'm not supportive. I, I, oh, it's I weird though. I don't. I really, watched you on like, Modern Family. I watched Crazy Rich Asians like numerous <laughs> times. Good, you were good. You were good, dude. Which one was me again? Some of these guys the, now the like the, like <laughs> the one with the I'm tattoos. Not name shows, but they're buying a lot of those YouTube views. Because you oh, look yeah. at it and you'll be like, I, I know. Oh, dude, I'm in a hundred likes and fucking seven hundred thousand <laughs> views. Yeah, yeah. Dude, forty comments. I'm, yeah. in a, I'm in a I'm in a web series and uh, the one of the videos has hundred and eight million views. Hundred and eight. Which web series? The BuzzFeed one. Oh really? It's the most viewed BuzzFeed video of all time. Hundred and eight video. But it's like, what's the likes and comments? It's it's uh, not proportionate. No. It's not proportionate. It has like thousands and thousands but of likes. But no, it's like it doesn't it doesn't add up, yeah. and it's just like I I check it, and it's almost like on a schedule. I don't I, I don't oh, understand. Like, it'll, but it'll, it'll add but there's also a lot of Indian people like clicking on like in the comments. It's like Indian people trying to hook Native up. Native American people, <laughs> Native American <laughs> people trying to hook up, and so it's like people in India looking for porn. It's very clickbaity, you know. Ah, and it's a 12 minute video, okay. so a lot of people just click on it and go. Oh no! This all right. Never mind. Well, also, a lot of those YouTube buying things are from India. The, the, India they're yeah. all stationed in India, so if you want to buy like comments for them, they're fucking, it's a bunch of Indian people. Yeah, comments, I've noticed that with like Amazon them. too. Like sometimes I'm looking at products, I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is good, and I look at the reviews, and, it, and it's like I'm looking at like a blanket. And right. then it goes like, oh, my God, these glasses were super clear and they took out the sun. And I'm like, oh, they just yeah, cut they and pasted some sunglass reviews. Like, all uh, 180 reviews were all done on August <laughs> on 4th. On one day, yeah. This is great. Yeah. No, it's weird, though, because the way TV is going is like you literally are going to be your own channel. Right. And that's the way. Yeah. It's And I, I learned it from Andrew Bert. Schultz, yeah, too. Andrew Schultz, Andrew Schultz is a it. great Andrew fucking Schultz example. Andrew Schultz is like the perfect example of like he what to need do. TV. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't need Netflix. No. Jeremiah's been doing better. that too now. Yeah. Just clips I'm, from your stand-up. Yeah. Because uh, I'm still from, from that pod. mentality where it's like, you well, to make it, you, it's got to be on TV. Like what? But Dude. now, like I've, I've slowly gone like, no, no, no. Yeah. TV's... The past. Talk to talk to like kids, like talk to anyone who's under they don't twenty have TV. one. They're like, I don't watch TV. It's all YouTube. I'm like, have you heard of Saturday nephews, night? Are they like, have you heard of Saturday Night Live? They're like, I watch YouTube. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. All the best Saturday Night Live sketches, huge lives on YouTube. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a more packed space. 
but you can still break out. And even if you don't break out, you're still going to do better than you would. And you can you find may, your few, more. if you can find your few right, million, you also get money. You, can, yeah. you, you make your career right think, there. Think about it this way. It's like a TV show gets a million views, gets a lot of what it, advertising dollars, right? Let's say you, let's, let's just say this podcast was like very successful and we were getting advertising dollars. This costs us zero dollars to make. So every dollar is profit. Yeah, absolutely. A TV show has like union members on right. cameras and like shit like that. Right. And all this. Like Rogan's podcast generates a lot of money. Millions. He has like one, one staff guy or two staff members. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's weird because, and also like the, the loyalty you get from your fan base and these podcasts, because they listen to you every week. Yeah. So you don't need, you don't even have to have a huge following in order to make a living. Right. Like you just have to have something like we have a, we have at, we have a regular podcast that we just do ad based. And then we have a separate podcast. It's a spinoff. Like Patreon? That's just subscription only. Yeah. And it's, and it, it, it pays the bills. I yeah. mean, it's fucking, and I mean, it grows from there, but. Even with YouTube, like you could just do a ton of YouTube, and then because you're comedians, you can cash in on that on the road. Right, right. So it is like a whole. It's weird. I feel like I came, like my timing in life has just been poor in general. <laughs> <laughs> like everything I came to is like, you know, when the inter- 06, when YouTube, I wasn't like, I was at that age where I was like, what's, well, this isn't gonna, this is fad. What's this gonna <laughs> right. fucking do here? And Twitter? so I didn't give it much attention until like 2012. Even by then, if you were one of the guys who got in and just did consistent videos at 06 right. and on, then you were fucking set. Because there's oh, nobody okay. else doing anything. Right, right. yeah. Do, do whatever if you're the, the first group of people to do it. You're, yeah. you're set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even Ari was like, you got to start a podcast. This was like, oh, nine, probably. You got to start a podcast. And I was like, eh. So I didn't start a podcast until like 2013. And then, yeah. and then that lasted like a year and then I didn't start another one until like 2015 that actually we stuck, you know, we did and it worked out. Yeah. Like but. I started, Ari was like telling, was saying on his podcast and to all the door guys and stuff about like, you know, start a podcast, yeah. find your base. So I started one that was mostly just talking about politics and stuff, but it was just, I started to get so bored talking about politics. So I was like, I don't want to do this one anymore. And then me and Fung, we were just hanging out, playing FIFA, talking shit about all the other door guys, about the comics, just. Just, you know, what, what the door guys do. Yeah. And I was like, hey, we should fucking record this. Right. And we should just do a podcast. We should talk about the comedy store There's a group of people who wants day. to yeah. know that. It's like we could just hit record. Yeah. And I think that's the key is like, this is just us hanging out, talking shit, what we would do anyway as friends. And we just hit record. And, uh, yeah, and it makes it not a job. We try and capture basically like if we were standing in the back parking lot of the store. Yeah, like we don't, we don't even like contextualize anything. We spent anything. like half the episode just shitting on Ahmed Ahmed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like we don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> 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 once you start building that world where people start knowing yeah, people's like, names. Dude, and Renee like, has been brought up Renee's 45 up times in yeah, this podcast. Been, <laughs> he's never been What about the Ari episode we didn't release where Renee is like the key figure of that episode, right. but he wasn't in it. <laughs> It's like uh, even the Chowman. We always we always talk about the Chowman. People hit you up and be like, "You'll never yeah. get on the podcast." <laughs> we always right, that's, shit, but um, that's even. I have, it's a world. I have you your fans that world. Uh, talk to me on Twitter. To be like, that's silly. It's very yeah. silly in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a yeah. thing. it's just a funny like once you create that world, then people get immersed in it, and yeah. they know all the players, right. and they know it's like jumping into a sitcom or a fucking where you're like. You gotta go. You're like, oh, hold on. What's going on? I can go right. back and listen to this. Yeah, because at ATC, a couple of those guys, they were like, we've 
uh, heard your story. They talk to you about, about you all the time about the O'Neill show. Like I'm like, great. Thank you for coming. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like people really knew who you were. Really make me feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a it's an interesting time. Like it's definitely a time to be. I don't. Nobody's gonna. People aren't gonna make fifty million dollars anymore. But a lot more people are gonna make a good, a, a decent hundred, living. Yeah, grand, hundred grand. Uh, like nobody's yeah. doing sitcoms anymore, where at, you know it goes for hundred and twenty episodes, and then you know the network gives them fifty right. million dollars to do one more season. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Nate Bargatze just got, I think, uh, a sitcom. Yeah, that one. I hopefully that one's he's good. hilarious. I think he's super good, and I can. I, I think he's like the perfect vehicle for that sitcom. I think so too. I just always hear Bert going. What, don't worry about it. like they're never gonna they'll buy an idea from you they're never gonna make it right so just don't even fucking worry about it yeah, just I, feel do like, your own yeah. Thing. I feel like you just do the industry stuff for like I don't know quick cash or something <laughs> if you can yeah the problem is it's just a fucking like cause Jeff and I for years like we're like oh well we'll make cause there was no stand up industry so we're like we're gonna make a name just writing shit and selling shit and we'll right. be good to go but I mean we've pitched every fucking major studio movies we've pitched a ton of tv and like nothing ever got off the ground and at some point you're like wait what the fuck am i you doing you sell now? stuff down you sell ideas we we had uh we had script optioned and then we had like todd phillips who was oh, circling wow. once before he did the hangover um and then that fucking as with everything after a while you're just like we pitched a show with the guys from archer right. the guys who created archer an animated show and we're like this is it man like they're on board, like they're fu- all their art guys drew up all this shit, and just yeah. whatever the reason is, just, just didn't go anywhere. And then you're like, dude, how many? And then you waste like you know five months of your life putting this together, right. getting it good, getting the pitch ready, going out right. there, and then it's just like, all right, well, what else you got? And it's like, how? Right. I, I've done this a dozen times. I don't know how many more. Dude, times even I like have the it really successful me. people, if you listen, like there's people that are really successful. Their failures are even. Yeah, crazier than the people who never made it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the more successful you are, the bigger failures you have to. I mean, there's movies yeah. that Spielberg can't get made, right? Which is that sums it all up. You're like, you know, there's guys who can't. But after a while, you got to go. What? So what's it worth to you? And like, do you? How do you pivot from here? You keep going down that alley, and then as like you see things shrink and diminish, like TV and stuff, and like comedy movies are being less. So your window of opportunity is even smaller now, or do you go, this is what I should have done years ago, but I, I guess I just wasn't in the right, I didn't have enough belief in myself where I was like, it's no, you just put all your money on you. Yeah. Yep. And so that's, that's what I think everybody should do. Yeah. yeah. Like it's one of those things, but it depends, like it depends how you grew up and where you came from. It's so you interesting have the too. fucking power to say that to yourself. Cause this transition away from television and away from movies into more comedians doing their own stand-up and podcasting to support their stand-up and and to to build their fan base is so interesting because it's like in popular culture there's no real men left right do you know what i mean like they're all little pussies who who are idiots either depicted as idiots whose wives tell them what to do or like monsters who are you know who are, who are yeah. abusive. If you hunt, shit. then you're a rapist. You're a ra- like exactly. You're, if you build furniture with your bare hands, 
then you've probably raped so then in podcasting is the only place where you see real right. men yeah, yeah. Right. just talking and commercials like every guy is like a fucking dope doofus you know? yeah. he's like, a punching bag yeah. or a fucking on kids shows every guy is just an idiot <laughs> you know yeah. or like the dad on modern family you know he's amazingly funny. What's his name? The guy who plays Dumpy yeah, yeah, yeah. is so fucking funny. But he's an idiot. Every man is an idiot in popular culture, or a, a monster who beats his wife. And it's just there's no there's no just like regular just a cool regular man. tough good dude. Right. The That's why Rogan has become was... a messiah. To yes, people. I agree. Hundred percent. Because they see only one masculine role model. In, yeah, like, oh, there's a guy who like does the stuff that he likes and like just lives his life and is cool. And doesn't apologize for it. Yeah. It's like a bunch of Judd Apatow's. And his, right, and, and, yeah. And so Judd, I, Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz and like people like that stand out because they're not like fucking afraid to just be regular dudes. Right. And he's not scared. Like, no one can take him down because he makes his own money. He's like, right. yeah. oh, yeah. So people are coming at me? Well, my fan base yeah. already knows yeah. this is what right. I fucking talk about. So who gives right. a fuck? It's like Rogan isn't trying to be on TV shows or movies or anything. Yeah. Somebody like Santino, though. Is like did does have a lot of success he on he, yeah he he does a lot of acting roles he gets a lot of shit and Hollywood can listen to the shit he says on his podcast or stand up and say fuck this guy if they want but that's why he's got a podcast that's and, and, and tours and does stand up yeah like, I mean he's you that can't guy, take it all away from him he's not he 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 will skirt though he's super smart like he'll yeah. go just far enough to where yeah it's hmm. like. You know, Diaz will just fucking go. Diaz, Diaz. Fuck. Diaz will scream out faggot. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. has a show in pilot. Like his show is like in yeah. pilot. And he's like, yeah, saying faggot. Shit. Know. Yeah. You know, it, but here's the thing. It just takes one person to go, you know, like one person to get up in arms about some shit. And then it's, I don't know. It, it is just too powerful of a system now where it's like yeah. people like don't want you to fucking make a living right like i want to take your living away from you but that's why yeah if you have a podcast and it's like i say the same shit that i've always said on here then yeah who gives a fuck right the chowman dude the mandarin cream dream that's your podcast right mandarin cream dream. do you say all kinds of offensive shit in mandarin yeah crazy shit crazy shit. talk about getting in early you know hmm. fucking i know china man they just got podcasts in China, and he just sitting down with old Billy right Freckleface in two weeks doing an English one to promote the Mandarin Queen. There you Green. go. Do while you have it uh, subtitled the whole thing. B Billy Billy Freckleface is Bill Burr. In case you didn't, no. you should get it in Mandarin, and then people in you should have it translated to English. That'd be so hard. You though. should dub it. <laughs> like That's you a, dub one it. of the ideas. Dubbed podcast. They want have, yeah. Well, let's talk about more old school comedy store stories. Abby wants to hear more. <laughs> what? Fuck my podcast. What more do you want to know? I, I mean, back I in the day when you could get blowjobs and fuck yeah, there you and go. everything. There you go. Let's no cameras. The, the pre-camera era was how many like times have you, How many times have you ejaculated on or inside of a, a girl? I didn't like store. fucking with people there. I would do it on my own time. On does. Uh, but I used to love to find people and put them together and get them to fuck. Mm. <laughs> Like one time, Don Barris had a guy come eat a girl's ass out on stage. He put her behind the curtains, and then he put the mic right by her asshole. You could hear this uh. fucking like this sandpapery sound. Oh my uh, god! I was like this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. 
That's so in my gross. life. Oh, what was the thing that I heard that you and Jeff uh, were obsessed with the the Ding Dong show, and that you guys, oh, you, dude, you guys, and that stop. What, what was that? We got so heavily involved that we had to quit after a while. It makes me uncomfortable, to be honest. It was different though. Dude, were you guys there before there was a podcast? Before mm-hmm. they were recording a podcast? No. Okay, so it used to just be like a crazy performance art show where people would do bits, and like we could yell out and. You know, be part of it all. Now it's uh, it, since it's being recorded. Now it's a little different, but they they're cast of players. I remember they had the guy named Radimir, who is and this is this is the funniest that's such a thing weird name I've ever heard in my life. Radimir was this guy. His dad was like a war hero. He was a lunatic, but his dad like did something in World War Two, and we always said they used to suck Hitler's dick. That's what. He, <laughs> so he was up there and like he did these poems and he had a wife who was like 500 pounds that he never fucked he only ate her pussy and he would always talk about this so we'd give him shit for it and so one of his last shows he said he told Don he's like I was up I was up the hill and I was in my car and I had a gun and I put it in my mouth and I was like should I just end it all and Don just pauses and he goes you should have pulled the trigger you piece of shit <laughs> Dude, I was like, this is a fucking... <laughs> so fucked up. You should have it was it. the funniest fucking thing. Because Radimir is just such a piece of shit. He's still alive now. Uh, but we used to harass him all the time. And it, it was just another, like, it was just so insane. Like, but what was the thing? You guys don't watch it anymore. You're like, I got to... Oh, it makes you crazy. Yeah. It's like watching Bob Epervaya too long. You just yeah. fucking, you fall, you get into the sad. insanity. It makes me sad to be around it too much. It, it, was, it was a lot different. It was, it was more dynamic. Like everybody, they had skits that they would do regularly. And like, you could definitely, like we spent a solid year where it was just like building It feels to me like, stuff. like Howard Stern's Rat Pack. Yeah. Kind of stuff. But it feels like Stern's people, at least they get like appearances and stuff where they make, they make a living off of that. You know what though? For a lot of these people, like this is like All that Monday night is yeah. what they live for. Yeah, no, oh, it's, right. It's the way how I, you know, yeah. justify it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, also so- like you got it. Like I was in that mentality, the same as like you know making fun of the comics that go on stage. It's like we were in a different place, probably in a bad karma spot where it was just like we we relished the insanity and like what was you know what was happening. Like it was, it was more of like a performance art piece. Yeah, where you just get lost in it, and then you don't realize the. You know, I don't know if there are any ramifications from it or not, but it's. You know, I don't know. We were all in a crazy place. At that time. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely tamer than it's it used like, to be. It's like it's you feel tamer. more comfortable with kids in cages when when, when you yeah. got when you've been it's, in the belly room with like retarded people in cages yeah. <laughs> you're like oh what's kids in cages when you got like in retarded people yeah i think, <laughs> I think you were right a bunch of like those uh various crew members like they really they live for those moments to come to the store like oh i'm i'm involved with this show i'm like they like, all have like a, a i they want fame you know and yeah and in a way, this is giving it to them. They never would have gotten any of it anywhere else. Like it never. That's would have how happened. Abby came to the comedy store was as a ding donger. He would. Uh, Ari used to perform in the ding dong show. Mike Favorman. He's uh, Brian Holtzman. He used to perform in the ding dong <laughs> show. <Yeah. laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, I thought it was literally. Yeah, crazy. I think Barris loves uh, Ari. He has like one of Ari's yeah. uh, faces always there. Barris is like the closest. 
I mean, he's the closest thing you could get to a comedic genius, in my opinion. Now, opinions differ, but, like, what I have seen from in, like, the early days of getting there and, like... I mean, Windy City Heat is it's a, so funny. And then to see how it... If you, if you listen to his podcast and, like, that, how that world then of kept evolving and, like, even when... Because we worked with him on that Windy City Heat TV show. We directed that. Uh, where Perry, like, you know, because he hasn't worked in 10 years, thought he was in the system. So then Don, like, we became system caseworkers. <laughs> so we were there to put him on trial to see if we could get him out of the system. And so we followed him for, like, a month. And we would show up randomly and, like, have to do inspections. That's but when we so showed funny. up, I, was, I got out of a Lamborghini... Murcielago and Jeff was in like an H1 Hummer <laughs> with these fucking system logos on it and we had the hats on. It was insane. <laughs> then we blindfolded him, took him downtown to a warehouse downtown to have a trial. The trial was like Jimmy Kimmel, Johnny Knoxville. Mike Judge was the judge. Oh my so God. Renazizi was the fucking barrister and like all... It, it was so crazy. And like even on the way down to the fucking trial... Like, we, he got into the Hummer, and so we got him a bunch of food because he'd be hungry, and then the guy's jumping railroad tracks because he's blindfolded because of secret location. So fucking food and beverages <laughs> are just spilling all over him. Like, it's just, it's genius. Yeah. I yeah. It's, I, he aired it once at the comedy store. This is a TV show? Yeah, it was like a TV pilot for a for like a Windy I, City I see show. That. I'd love to see that. He, he showed it one time. He had like people fly out to come see it, and it was it was fucking funny. But the, Steve Byrne, because Steve Byrne hired Perry on uh, Sullivan and Son, he called up Don beforehand. He goes, "How would you feel if I hired him?" I was like, "I love Windy City Heat," and he's like, "Do it." And then uh, and then Barris called him and was like. You fucking working with Steve Byrne? Like everyone's in on it. And he's like, I don't even know who the fuck that is, and like all this. And then we had Steve Byrne come out. We had makeup put all of him. Like we beat the shit out of him because he hired Perry and he wasn't supposed to. And then we start dumping gasoline on him, and we're gonna set him on fire. And Perry's like, Don't fucking do that! And he starts fucking swinging at me, and it's like, drag Steve Byrne. He thought you were gonna light him on yeah. fire. That's so funny. So it wow. was like, uh, but yeah, back. I mean. And definitely like Barris had more of a run of the place back in the day when it was like dead all the time. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, you know, it's, you know, it's a legit business. Yeah. Which is weird to see because there's more of a clubhouse before that for sure. But the clubhouse mentality never leaves though. I feel like. No, you know, it's not. But like now you have actually people before people would say, go do this. And you go tell them to go fuck themselves. Like I'm not doing anything. And right. you know, you would say so yeah. now you'd be like, well, we'll just find somebody else to work here. Right. right, 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 right. Not yeah. that there weren't like a shortage of people that could work there, but it was just a fucking, you know, it was different. Like, you, there, there wasn't like 150 people signing up for the open mic. Yeah. So there wasn't like a plethora of people that could come in and replace you. Like, you know, some people were told not to work there. Like when I first got there, they were trying to get me to be Mitzi's runner or driver and shit. But I knew everybody got fired. Ari so, did that, right? Ari did it, and he was trying to convince me to do it. And I was like, and Duncan was trying to get me. He's like, Duncan was, Duncan didn't know who I was, so he's like, whatever, we'll throw this guy to the meat grinder just so, like, Mitzi gets off my back and, like, whatever happens <laughs> to him, who gives right. a shit. But I go, Ari, shoot me straight. Because you could kind of trust Ari a little bit. Right. And Ari's like, well, um, we have two cho- options. It goes great. 
and then um, you're in with Mitzi, or uh, she hates you, and uh, you'll probably never be able to perform here again. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's not worth I'm it. I'm not fucking doing it then. Yeah. Because you were definitely scared back then. Like I, That's the mentality. Everyone was saying that, but Mitzi you is scared. here. Like, you're terrified. Here. Like, it was a terrifying time to work. You could get fired at any moment. You didn't know. Like, this is your only place in town that really had comedy. Like, you could go do fucking bars, but, like, you go do that, and you'll be like, someone will be like, oh, this bar is great, or restaurant. I did fucking a sushi restaurant, and the guy's like, oh, it's packed every night, and I get there, and everyone's eating, and then he just walks on stage, he's like, oh, hey, everybody, we're going to be doing comedy. Here's your first comic, Ryan O'Neill. And everyone was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I, yeah, trying to ruin my... It's packed as a restaurant. <laughs> they, yeah. they didn't need the comedy to that. I'm doing, like, you know, I'm not the cleanest comic by any means. <laughs> right. Fucking doing, you know, squirter stuff. And it's like, <laughs> nobody wants to eat a fucking California roll. Well, some guy's talking about squirting and mm. fucking in his cock. <laughs> California roll. Uh, so and that was, like, all I had. That was, like, all there was, so... When, when did you guys come back? I remember, I remember um, you guys coming back. Yeah, when did we come back? Man, I was trying to think like when we fucking bolted out of there and when we came back. I want to say, because uh, I went back and I was <coughs> dating somebody who was a comic. You started getting spots like, with Adam. Yeah, I want to say it was probably eight, eight years ago. Probably. Oh, was that what, about when eBay came into town? As the manager. Yeah. Yeah. Because we couldn't take right Tommy. Right before Tommy left, though. Yeah, yeah. You we, guys were around right when Tommy was there, though. Because yeah, Tommy was like a dead-end street. Like, right. we weren't ever going to kiss Tommy's ring. Right. And we hated him because he was a piece of shit. He was yeah. a fucking liar. He was a thief. He was a fucking scumbag. Yeah. So, um, we Tommy's couldn't Tommy's the best example of addition by subtraction. Like, the comedy store with Tommy, just pulling Tommy out. Yeah. Made the place so yeah. much better. So well, much the, freer. I mean, he told, like, you know, he was giving Damon Wayans fucking notes on his stand-up. And what, I, whatever. What, <laughs> like, you can say whatever up. you want. Damon Wayans sometimes just goes up there and fucks around. But who the fuck is this guy to give? I don't know. He's a legend. I Mitch, always loved Mitch Damon Mitzi told Wayans. me that I, I would be great at it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mitzi said, I'm a natural. <laughs> that was the insane thing. And, Ugh. like, he would come and be like, you have to put this person up on the lineup. And I'm like, Tommy, have you seen his fucking lineup? I was like, I'm not putting him on. Well, I told him he could go up. And then people would come over and be like, Tommy told me that I could go up. I go, yeah, well, Tommy's not running the show. <laughs> I was like, you know, if you, I got, I'm, my number one goal when I'm hosting here is employees. Employees yeah, yeah. and yeah. then other people. Nobody else. These are the only guys yeah. that I give a shit about. I don't give a fuck who sent you here. But, and right. then I'm the bad guy. Because yeah. I remember you guys, when you guys hosted, like, when I got hired a couple of times, you guys just put up employees, and then there's 10, 15 minutes. You just do your, your uh Yeah, you do your yeah, ad. Yeah, yeah, but I remember yeah. one guy was badgering. I go, fine, I'll fucking put you on. And he ate it. And then I go, you see that guy in the booth right there? See that guy? That guy's responsible for the shit that you just saw. He forced me to put that guy up. And I knew that guy sucked. And I told him that he sucked. And now you guys had to fucking pay the price for it. So if you, when you walk out of here, you go tell that fucking guy, hey, thanks for making me sit through fucking five minutes of bullshit. And I, he didn't like, you know, he obviously didn't like. Of well. course, yeah. So, uh, you know, that is like I was never, like I did, I appreciate people that could do it. Yeah. You know, like Whitney, Whitney's very smart. She knows what she's doing. And she's like, Tommy's out of his fucking mind. In order to get, I, I've got to just nod my head and go, okay, right. I'm going to have to put some FaceTime with him every week right. and listen to his insane fucking bullshit. But I'm not a guy. I can't do it. I wish I could do it. 
I've tried uh, to do it, but I can't. Uh, I can't uh, stand and listen to nonsense right, without yeah. going, this guy's a fucking... This guy's a joke. What, what, what any of us? How is this reality? Right. Yeah, I right. heard that uh, Justin like, was on Rogan was saying that he was already headlining, and then Tommy was like, "Well, you did good. You gotta come out, come out on Monday and hang out over here." And Justin oh. like, "I'm headlining on the yeah. road. Like, why do I need to hang out to get? Like, I don't need to hang out." Yeah. I remember doing the open mic with Jesselneck and doing like belly room shows with Jesselneck. and he was just like a he's like a workhorse. Like he's like he's in my he's like he's not there to fucking hang out. Right. I didn't like, I gotta be honest, I didn't like hanging out there. Right. Like, when you work there, it's like, I don't want to fucking hang out here. Right. right. Because it's like, I'm here already enough. Right? Yeah. Right, when, right, 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 right. On nights when I work, it's almost like I can't wait to get home. Yeah. But I do like hanging out, like, at Potluck when I'm not working and stuff. Especially well, in the summertime. Going, but you got a spot. Yeah, when you got go, a spot and yeah. you get to just hang out. Especially in the summertime Potluck, I feel like becomes way more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everybody's there, the weather's great. Yeah, this he had a he had like a belly room. He was miserable, and then at the end of the night, Chappelle showed up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Okay, you I, had a I was belly room almost, show. Well, it was the second belly room show. I had a spot on it too, so I did my spot. And then the other door guys were like, "Hey, can you ask the uh, the producer if we can do door guy fallouts at the end, so that each door guy will go do three minutes each yeah. until until all the door guys get up or until the audience leaves?" And I was like, "Sure." So I asked, and the producer uh, Stasia. Shout out, super cool chick was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. That sounds like, uh, I'll do it every after every all of my shows. So we start doing the fallouts. After like a few door guys go up, Chappelle walks up there and wants to go up. And then suddenly, I was almost done. There was three people in the room that each comic was performing in front. I was almost out of the room. And then Chappelle they comes up the and the room gets fucking filled. <laughs> and suddenly I'm there till two in the morning with Chappelle. <laughs> but uh, that's th- those are the breaks. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like I mean. Yeah, I mean, it used to just be that one, like, I can't even, the Belly Room had, like, themed shows, and that was, like, it. I mean, I And, it, and it actually saved the OR guys, because there was a bunch of fallouts waiting to go up, and if, Ch- if Chappelle had just went in oh, there gone, and yeah. went up after the last guy on the list, he would have taken over the OR for the whole night, but instead he... Dude, one time I saw him go up in the main room, do two and a half hours, mm-hmm. and then as he's walking out... He just beelines into the OR right when it was like the show's like over. Yeah. Gets on stage. And then all the audience members that watch him in the main room walk up in there. Come on, dude, it's crazy. People are, feel like entitled somehow. Like, I'm not looking forward to when Eddie Murphy starts dropping in. Yeah. But like, people awful. walk up it's and they go, and they go, let security. me in. I go, no, give me money. Yeah. That's a fucking uh, the old door guy, Harris Pete, did that. Like, anybody that would walk up the back door. He would fucking leave us to be like, what the fuck are you, do- why are fucking people walking? Jeff Garland had just started coming to the comedy store and performing, and Jeff Garland was walking up the back just to look in, and then he walks back down, and Harris Pete, who <laughs> definitely knew who he was, who was just, whatever his beef with him was, walks He sucks at comedy. Back, and yeah. he, and he, he starts yelling at me, he's like, why the fuck is this guy fucking walking up and down the stairs? I go, he's on the lineup, Jeff Garland. Never heard of him. Never seen him before in my fucking life. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is your problem, man? Right. Like, why would you? You know who the fuck Garland <laughs> yeah. is. Everyone's yeah. seen yeah. Curb. You've seen him in shit. Yeah. It was not like he was like world famous. You're a fucking comedian. You know, wow. you work here. You know who right. the fuck he is. But that guy was angry. That guy used to fucking. Yeah, no, but, but, but comics will be like, be like, dude, I've done the open mic here. I'm, I'm, or like, or just like some dude who's like a tourist. He's like, hey, Chappelle's in, I'm coming in. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. It's a, yeah, that's a weird thing. I mean, I guess that's how Chappelle's like, generating all these specials 
He's right. a guy who's not afraid to go up and just not. He's he's comfortable with that silence. Mm. Like but that, also, I don't think he's putting out specials the way he did in the you know early two thousands. Like killing them softly for what it's worth. Those are like crafted so that every few not, seconds yeah. there's a hilarious punch. He 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 built those up. Now. They're still good. There's still a lot of laughs, but I would say those first four specials, as far as like quality of jokes, add up to one of yeah. the, you know like he. But it's a money grab too, and you know I think when you get to the level of Chappelle where you're like a, a messiah, people are laughing easier. So and he's just his funny delivery and yeah, you know, uh, he's still the best. I think he's I think Chappelle's the most overrated and the best comic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, he's he's for sure the most overrated because he's not. I don't think he's like. I don't know. I love Burr and Sebastian. I'd rather watch Burr and Sebastian. I enjoy, I enjoy right. but, but they're trying to make you laugh every few seconds. Whereas Chappelle yeah. will spend twenty minutes just fucking talking and like smoking a cigarette and not putting in any effort. Right. So no, I agree hundred percent. I think like there is that. I mean, you do come down to like. Would you rather have one legendary special or like Carlin? Like I was never yeah. a Carlin fan. But Carlin has uh, "Back in Town," which I think is a legendary special. See, I've I've never been. I've never really understood. Like I've never been a Carlin guy. Where I was like, uh, Have you seen "Back in Town"? It came out in like '92. It was like the one about abortion, capital punishment. It was oh, right when Newt Gingrich and them yeah. came into office. So it's very timely. It's still timely now if you listen to it. With the I, it was his presentation that I was, I was like. Like, I'm an Attell guy. Yeah, yeah, like, I see what you're saying. Give me that fucking, like, Attell, I, the best. for the memories. Best. That road work. Yeah. I mean, they were all fucking great. Yeah, the, what's it called, Insomniac one that he did with Dane Cook and the, oh, what's yeah. his name? That, that set's hilarious, too. Attell, the, the fucking bumping mics, Attell just fucking murders it in that thing, too. Yeah. He's so uh, good. Have you heard Kevin Brennan talk about Attell and bumping mics? No. He's what? just like <laughs> shitting on Jeff Ross. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Jeff Ross is actually slowing him down. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like not even as fucking quick. He's yeah. like, it's like, he just shitting. <laughs> but that's Kevin not Brennan. fair, though, because Attell's so dope that compare anybody. We did that <laughs> fucking Ari. Uh, we read that Ari Shooter. I loved script. it, Shooter. Dude, Attell was so That should be a new funny. show that I Ari know. runs. Have other people bring in their, their script. Re really shitty movies yeah. and then have all these funny people fucking <laughs> read, read it them. and make fun of you during yeah. it. Yeah, that was so good. I think we should land this plane. I gotta all get right, stuff do down it, before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thanks, so what's guys, your social, bro. dog? What, uh, uh, you what's can, the name of your podcast? You can uh, hear me on the Danish and O'Neill podcast. You can follow Hilarious. me on Ryan O'Neill Comedy on Instagram. You can also follow Danish and O'Neill on Instagram, Danish and O'Neill on Twitter, and you can watch the new All Things Comedy show, The Basement with Danish and O'Neill. Just go to All Things Comedy YouTube page or type in The Basement with Danish and O'Neill. Hell yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being here, Thanks dog. for doing Before it. we leave, Jeff Dennis will never be invited to this show. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like, I mean, somehow I'm like, you, oh. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate you're that, dude. Invite my best friend on. I work with him all the time, and you tell I him you're gonna that. be on here. You've really done me a solid. Thank you, Daniel. Later. No Peace. Thank you.